Welcome to the 302nd episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on September 18th, 2022. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who's boosting the numbers, Carlos Rodella. Wait, what numbers am I boosting? My audio numbers. Oh, I'm going to boost your audio numbers. Because I need a better microphone. Yes. And uh, for all our listeners, it's going to happen. Don't worry. We're going to get there. We're going to do, I'm going to get some money saved up, save up my pennies. I'm going to recycle aluminum cans, Mm -hmm. chop some wood out in the woods. I will uh, sell some blood and get that new microphone. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, For everybody listening, you might notice that there's just a little bit of a discrepancy uh, because I use a Shure, which is like a fancy microphone. Uh, and yeah, there's a great one for podcasting. I'm going to send you a link. We're going to get this equal parts audio. We're going to hook it up. Audio boost. It's going to happen. All right, cool. So other than that, uh, we are back again. It's another Sunday. It's another time to record the Soviet Games podcast. I'm excited, Carlos. How are you doing? I'm uh, mildly excited. I'm confused, (laughs) perplexed, uh, mildly excited and a little angry. Wow, that is a wide range of emotions. You were like a full rainbow of emotions. <laughs> I am. I have a lot of things. Well, you'll find out on this podcast a lot of things oh, man. in my head. Well, you know, I don't know that I am the full rainbow, but this has been kind of a weird week, maybe more on my side than yours. But I had a couple of uh, games lined up that are totally not going to be in the show this week. It, and it's like last minute things like one game ended up being um, too buggy. And I couldn't play it. Uh, that's going to be kind of a recurring theme this week. Uh, mm. I had to, I, I emailed to the PR person, didn't get back to me. And I'm like, man, that's the weirdest thing that I'm saying, hey, your game is un- unplayable. And I didn't hear back. So I guess they don't have any uh, response to that. I'm not going to shame anybody right now because we're still kind of working through it. But that game, which I plan to cover, is not going to be in the show. Mm. And then I went to uh, play another game. And that uh, publisher reached out to me and said hey would you please not cover it this week because we're not ready they launched it and apparently that was too buggy they thought they were going to get a patch up in time for the show and that was not ready mm. so they're like oh oh hey would you mind waiting a week i'm like yeah i don't care i'm not out here to stab any anybody's game to death i'm not we're not it's not a hit show you know we're not here to, to shit talk people i mean mm-hmm. if we if we do it's because it earned it we don't set out to do that so i'm like yeah i don't care i'll, I'll hold the game back a week and give you guys a chance to get it patched so that kind of screwed my week man i kind of had to like scramble for some new stuff. I feel like we got some good replacements. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens this week. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's a mixed bag on my end too this week. Um, there's like a, one that I'm very excited about. That's the excited part of my insides. Uh, the mildly excited, I'll explain later. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, starting things off as per usual. Listeners know that Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. That's right. It's housekeeping. I've got a few things. I think you probably got a few things. Uh, what's on your side this week, Carlos? Well, I'm going to start with some anger. Okay. Starting off in red. Because we'll get rid of the anger, and then we'll just be all other things. No, we're just going to get angry again. It's not ever going to go That's away. That's true. Um, no, so I was going to cover a bunch of the showcases um, that have happened. There was a state of play. There was, I mean, there was everyone you could think of. Oh, yeah. Nintendo Direct, Nintendo. the Sony state of play. Did You said Microsoft did one for the Tokyo Game Show, something That's like that? That's right. Tokyo Game Show one. There was like a 505 showcase. There was anything you could think of. Any company you could think of yeah. had a showcase recently, yeah. partly because of Tokyo Game Show, but also just because like people are just starting to do them. So um, I was going to make a bunch of notes. I did see a bunch of games that I was interested in. But then I kind of just started Xing out my notes and saying, I'm over it. 
Well, what made you over? Because you usually are the guy that goes in on these. You're usually I know, the leader. I'm just fatigued. It's a showcase fatigue. <laughs> showcase fatigue. Yes. That might be the name of the show right there. That's pretty that good. is a pretty good one. I did. Showcase. I just am tired of it. Like, yeah, am I supposed to take notes for every single damn new trailer and and hold on to the release dates? Like, it's it's that thing. There was a comment or an article recently about do we have too many games now? Did I write that? Because that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> it might be. Um, and, I, and I don't want to say yes because I love games and new experiences and people listening to me on the show know that I keep looking for new things. But that being said, it was just overwhelming. And I was like, I don't, I'm just checking out. So yeah. while I've written a couple down, and I'm sure you have too, I just, I didn't take the notes I was going to normally take because I was just tired of it. Uh, well, you know what? This is funny. I'm, it's interesting you say this because you usually are the guy that leads leads the charge on this. You know when the shows are. I usually like have to find out from you because I'm just kind of like unplugged from that. But um, you know, when I, we do watch these, and I did watch a couple of them this week. I watched the Nintendo Direct and I watched the Sony uh, Showcase with my family. Um, but you know what? As the editor of GameCritics.com for like the last 22 ish years, um, I've kind of developed this this like thicker skin or resistance, right? Because I get so many emails every day. I get so many trailers, so many people want me to look at something. And now we have early access to deal with. So that's even more games. And it's like, I kind of don't look at any game until it's about like a month away. Like when someone emails me something, I look at the date, Hey, this game is coming out in December. And if it's like September right now, I'm like, fuck it, delete. Like I don't even read it. I don't even care. Right. So like, Mm. I don't take any notes when I watch these. I'll just like watch it, you know, if I, you know, ooh and ah, the family likes something great, but I'm not writing anything down because it's so fucking far away in the future and stuff it inevitably gets delayed, dates get rearranged. I'm not going to spend any energy or brain power. So like whenever anything is about a month out, like it feels like the date is locked in. If they're getting to the point where they're sending out review codes, that's when I'll start paying attention. But otherwise I'm just like, cool, whatevs, delete. And it's just, it's so far in the future. I don't have the disk space for it. Yeah. And I think that what I'm starting to do is, is similar to that. Like, I always hope that the showcase says, okay, and this one's out next month or, yeah. you know, or you can or play a demo better, today. It's today. Yeah. That's my favorite. Eat the out today or a demo today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Star good. Ocean just did that. Um, their demo's out in two days from now. Okay. At the time of this recording, it's coming out Tuesday, um, I think the 20th. And so I'm really excited about that because that's one of those RPGs I've been waiting for. Uh, again, I hope it's a demo that the um, progress carries the over. The carries over. That's <clears> the best demo. It's the best demo. So I'm really hoping that's what that is. Um, yeah, so I, I have a couple things like that. Um, but in general, I kind of, yeah, I checked out. And I think I'm going to be doing that more often. Because there's just, I don't know, I think there is also too many showcases. Yeah. I, I, I really love those old school days of June being E3 and that's it. I don't know. I kind of well, like that. It kind of gets back to what you just mentioned a minute ago about, I, I didn't write that article, but whoever wrote that article of too many games. I mean, I think that, yeah, there are too many games. Um, because... There's a lot of really good games out there. And for example, so let's, for example, let's back it up a second. I recently just tweeted that uh, I have played, as of today, I think I've played 202 games for oh, yeah. podcast and or GameCritics.com, right? Yeah. So to be fair, many of those I did not think were great. Now, I'm the old grizzled vet. I've been around many years. I'm not easily wowed. I'm you know tough to please. So, so granted, right? Like, I'm not going to like every game. That's fine. Um, but out of the 202 I played, I mean, I think probably three quarters of them i'm like i played them for like an hour never want to play them again but of the ones that i did think were good i keep a list of that also of games that i'm like oh i think this is really good this might be game of the year contender maybe top 10 maybe i want to come back and finish this at some point i still have probably like 25 30 games on that list that i 
ideally would like to finish before the end of the year. Am I going to have free time? Probably not. And it sucks because every time I come across a good one, I'm like, oh man, this game is great. I love what they're doing. Great design. Do I have the time to play this to completion? Probably not, right? Because we freak out every time a game is less than 100 hours. And even if I spend just like five hours, in that five hours, three more games have come out. And so, yeah. you know, I feel like I need to, to see things as an editor, as a, as a content creator for this podcast. I can't just play. I mean, the thing that killed me this year and probably for you too was Elden Ring, right? That's oh, one that I geez. really got invested in. Played it with my wife. We did a lot of stuff. So that one, when I was playing Elden Ring, so many games did not get my attention, did not get covered for the show or Game Critics because I was I was balls deep in Elden Ring, dude. And so that's great. But like it, look, look at all these other games that people have spent their lives on that just I'm like, delete, delete, delete. I'm playing Elden Ring. Don't have time for you. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. And I feel bad. Right. Like, but I, I there's just no way to solve this. Yeah. I was going to say there's no solving there because like, yeah. we want to promote creativity all the time. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And more and more people are getting access to tools to that makes it easy for people to make games. So that's great. Um, but yeah, it's an overwhelming thing. So to that point. We're overwhelmed. By the way, my total was about 202. I was trying to calculate it. You should keep a list. About... We should do that next year, starting in January. Let's agree to keep a list. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we could take our short list is from, I just went back to our podcast. You know, That is the short list. But you probably played more than you brought to the podcast. Though. Yes, I have. Yeah, you're right. So I think I'm about you, like 200, 200 games probably. or so. It wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Um, but yeah, so again, if you want to give me some ideas what you saw from the showcases it's weirdly i've never done this but i just stopped writing notes yeah the only note i have uh it was just a weird one is an indie game that i've been following uh showed a new trailer it's called navalis what's it called navalis i don't even i've never missed that one yeah i I, I actually saw earlier preview trailer a long time ago and it's a another cyberpunk uh blade runner type game like cloudpunk uh, as well, mm. and I know you weren't the biggest fan of Cloudpunk, but it's actually more about storytelling and running a business in a cyberpunk world. Oh, okay. Not like an action game at all, or like fighting and stuff like that. It's like you you're just, like you're like the chip vendor or something. Well, I, I saw like even like doing some fishing. I think too. I don't know. I think there's <laughs> cyberpunk fishing. Cyberpunk yeah. fishing was I think <laughs> a thing. But yeah, there was a lot of like different jobs, and I didn't really fully understand the game, but it seemed like a more relaxed uh, take on that genre. Okay. So that's back on my radar. And of course, I saw, you know, the new God of War trailer looked amazing. Um, I don't think you were as big of a fan as that no, game as no. I was, but I am interested in playing more of it. Um, anything else? Uh, jump out at you again. I, I just stopped taking notes. There's too many games. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hot take just really quickly on God of War. I mean, I thought the, the, the most recent God of War, the one where his kid shows up for the first time. <laughs> That's what I'm talking um, about. Yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. new one of those. I mean, that was an amazing eight-hour game stretched out into 25 hours. Like, that was my big problem with it. I thought the parts that were good were really good, but there was just, like, way too much fluff that I didn't... It just it just lost steam for me over the long haul, and I was like, I was kind of done with it. I have other issues, but whatever. Not the biggest fan. I know people, like, kind of flipped over it, but I was like... Mm. Yeah. Um, And in fact, gosh, you know, now that I think about it, that may be the game that got us kicked off of Sony's review list. Oh, I, really? I think, oh, my yeah, goodness. I think it must be. I think, gosh, they, damn it. That's really bad for me. <laughs> it is bad for you. In fact, I didn't even review that one. I think I did the second opinion. I believe it was uh, Mike Susky who did the first first opinion on that, if I'm remembering correctly. And he and I were both kind of in the same boat. Neither one of us. We thought it was good, but like not not great. Like there was definitely some issues. And I'm pretty sure that's the one that got us banned from Sony. Dude, how can I recover that situation? I am like a big no way. Come on, I'm a big Sony fan. I mean, you gotta like, you got. I mean, we, we'll probably have to wait for the current 
uh, I don't know, PR regime to leave and forget about who we are. And then, <laughs> I don't know, we can cast amnesia spells on him or something. I no, don't know. I'm going to go into the offices. Okay. Uh-huh. I have a friend there probably. Um, I do. Maybe. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'll get in there. We'll have lunch. I'll give someone a massage if they need it. Or you know, quote unquote massage. No, just a real like regular back rub <laughs> massage. And uh, maybe I can change, you know, change the tide. Um, we'll see. We'll so, see. So, let me see. So, I, I wasn't taking notes. What I what I took away from the Nintendo Direct uh, and the entire family kind of felt like this. Every game on there looked like um, B-grade anime. We got really tired of that aesthetic popping up. Like, all the games looked very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a lot of fucking farming. A lot of, like, a B-grade anime farming. farming. So much farming. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to maybe play one of these. Maybe not even play one. There was a bunch. And there just wasn't a lot there. I mean, I love the Switch. I played ton- I've, I've got so many games on the Switch. I love the Switch. But that direct didn't really do much to move the needle for me. Um, you know, we're interested in the next Zelda, of course, like every other person on Earth. And uh, that new Fire Emblem looked like okay. I definitely will play the, um, what is it, the Mario plus Rabbids one. Even though I fucking hate Rabbids, the last game was actually quite good. Um, so yeah. I would like more of that. But in general, I was like, it didn't really do a lot for me. And as far as the Sony direct... Oh, and I man. had the summary in front of me. I just looked at it. Oh, okay, go go your summary. Yeah, go for just it. Just because in case you didn't forget, because I, yeah. I didn't write any notes. But yeah, Tekken 8, I don't care. God of War, I am interested in you aren't. Um, Demio announced for VR2. We don't even have VR2 uh, yet. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, I'm actually no. not as excited as everybody else. Pacific Drive did look cool, and that's actually my favorite thing I just remembered. Yeah, that was the one that I think got us the most interested out of everybody. Yeah. So it's driving and I think horror. So it's like you're... You're, you're using a car to like yeah. escape from things yeah. that are scary. That's cool as shit. Um, and then Project Eve. Um, uh, oh, was that the one where there was like the... No, which was the one that had like the girl in the mech suit, but it also kind of looked like it was open world a little bit. I'm hitting the trailer now. Yeah, I think it's the Project Eve renamed as Stellar Blade. Is that it? No, that wasn't it. That oh. was the one we thought was like super boring. It looked like really just dull. Sinduality? Yeah, Sinduality. That's what it was. That was one that was like mildly interesting. It's like a girl in a Mac or she's Oh, a yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, but other than yeah. that, that's kind of all I had. And also they're doing a rewards program. Oh my up. God! We were rolling our fucking eyes so hard at that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Those rewards? Yeah, I was like, oh, you're fucking virtual tchotchkes that I don't even <laughs> remotely give a shit about. Like, oh my God, what am I for? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. So, and then there were other ones like, like I said, five hundred five, and I don't know, a bunch of other companies had them, and so, but we're not, we're not gonna go through them. No, whatever. I didn't even watch any of those anyway, so who cares? I mean, again, just getting back to my. Very limited time, very limited mental bandwidth. It's just like, you can tell me all you want, but if your game is not coming out this month, if you don't have a, re- a review code to offer me, I'm just like, I don't have time for you. So there's there's just too many games, dude. literally too many games. And as some people that are not in the gaming press as well, um, I'm, I'm kind of watching them for those moments we said earlier, which is like, hey, this is out next month. This is out now. Yeah, yeah, Here's a yeah. demo right now. And uh, by the way, publishers, developers listening to this. Um, and they do. And they do. That would be a cool thing to focus on when you do a showcase. Because if you're yeah. just doing like, hey, these games are coming next year, like we just saying, we're we're all overwhelmed. So yeah. do those to catch catch people's attention. Use it as a true marketing tool where you're like, hey, here's some really cool information and background concept art behind the scenes about this game. And guess what? You can play the demo now. I mean, you're gonna get a fuck ton of people downloading that demo. 
Yeah. So and word of mouth starts spreading right off the bat. Too, yeah. So, and then Twitter yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. I would suggest everybody use those for that type of thing. I mean, by the way, Devolver always did, did a really good job with that. During A3, their um, special was obviously just entertaining for entertainment's sake. But also tons of those games were like, and now play the demo. You yeah. Know, or now play yeah. the game. So Yeah, which is great. I mean, I'm, <clears throat> I'm way more interested. If somebody tells me I can watch this trailer, which I don't care about trailers, but if I can play the demo immediately afterwards, then I'm definitely in for sure. I, yeah. You will get some of my time that day. All right, moving on. Moving on. What else you got? Oh, wait. Keeping with demos. Okay. This is in the demos, uh, in the demos section, in the uh, housekeeping section for games. Uh, demos on PlayStation. Recently, yes. I've been playing a demo that we'll be talking about in the show. Okay. And then you had a demo that we'll be talking about on the show for PlayStation. Yes. And I went to go look for it, and I had to type in the name for the game because I still think there's no section for demos on PlayStation. Is there not? I was looking for one, and I thought there must have been. Didn't there used to be? I there, like was there was back in the Dizzy. But, wow. like, I went just yesterday. I was like, wait, but the, there's no demo section. It's crazy. In fact, I had to, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was looking for a demo section. I thought I was going crazy because I thought there was one. I couldn't find it. And then I'm like, okay, so I know for a fact, Carlos told me he played this demo. I know it's here. I went to the game page of the game we're about to talk about, and I just could not find it. And I click on that thing, and I'm like, why would you put demo inside that little three dots Ellipses. menu thing? Yeah, like, what? I don't under. I really, I really dislike how this is going. It's, it's difficult to find. Now that I know it's there, I guess I could probably find it in the future. But like... When I type in the name of a game, it should say the game, and below that, the game demo. Like those are two different things, right? Right. I, it's basically hidden inside a product page, right? Exactly. Now. Yeah. And it I think really it's terrible. Hidden. So yeah. there should be a demo section. What the hell, uh, Sony? Get on that. Yeah. So weird. Because then you have to know the game has a demo, which yeah. back to our point is like you have to watch something to know that. Anyways, that was my little tirade about that. And the other tirade. Tirade? Tirade. Tirade with a D. Tirade. Yeah. Is the bad games we mention almost every episode now that it show up on uh, console stores. Yeah. Ugh, so bad. All the kind of mobile games or ports or 199 games that are weird and shouldn't be there. Uh, you saw a couple funny names. What were the ones you saw? Oh, my God. Somebody somebody retweeted a picture of it. I complained about one of them before. There was two games side by side. One was Fump Jump, which we talked about, I think, on a previous show. And the sequel nump jump so oh, it's like geez. it's the same fucking game they changed a little bit of the art on the titles on the title page but it's like the exact same game this is garbage anybody with half a brain at sony should be quality controlling this garbage right out of the fucking store do not sell this shit no I, sony's cut must be so small off of these i can't imagine more than five people are buying this trash i know it's not worth it a dollar 99 and that their percentage is like what cents off that so who knows okay it's, so it's, yeah. For for uh for uh, effect or for gravitas or whatever, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna real time right now go through the PlayStation Store and name. Oh, are you in the names. store right now? Literally yeah, right see, now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We did this before, and, and uh, audience listeners liked it. So the first one I found that I didn't tell you before we started the show, and it doesn't say how much it is. It's just announced, you know. So who knows how much Ooh, it's gonna exciting. be? Yeah. Stroke the cat. Oh, that's, that's one for a you because you're a cat person. Maybe check that one out. No, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> Wish list. No, I'm just kidding. Wish list. Um, yes. Okay, so here's another one. It's hard to do this while I'm on the mic. I, gotta turn I know, the mic. right? Sorry, hold yeah, on. I got to turn the mic. Go ahead. Okay, turn the mic. Um, and just bear with me. This is great for audio. This one I always want to talk to you about. Um, urban street fighting? Oh, uh, yeah. Urban street it's fighting. It's just like okay. a 2D fighter, but like terrible graphics. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry developer. Um, hold, wait for it. highway driving. 
Sure. Oh, there's also desert driving, right? Oh, there's a lot of drivings. Yeah. Um, by the way, we never talked about I'm in love with your dead grandmother, have we? Oh, dude, I saw, <laughs> I saw it's that. It's like listed. a video. It's like a full motion video game. Yes. I, I thought, you know, for a moment, I thought about maybe checking that out because it looks so crazy. I And I the title, too. the title is very attention grabbing. But I looked at it and I'm like, man, it's either going to be brilliant because it looks like it's made by a guy in his room and it could be like really satirical and cool. Or it's just going to be horrifically terrible, and I I didn't want to gamble the dollar or whatever it was. I know it's like too much. Yeah. Uh, well, now I can't find them all. I don't know where it is, but there was like one earlier, like Coffee Turbo and like you know Coffee Ride and yeah, Donut Turbo, Donut, donut Ride, turbo, Donut yeah. Jump, like all those things. Yeah, it's just it's garbage. It's garbage. Okay, I'm stopping that. Let's move on. All right, move on. Uh, let's see. Uh, I had a couple just kind of news bits here. Um, I've never played Sky Children of Light. Have you played that? Uh, maybe I'll look it up. It's like a, a mobile game. And I want to say that it was Genova Chen who was behind that. Oh, uh, yeah. I played that a while ago, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess, was it good? I've heard some people say it was good and some people were kind of disappointed. They felt like it leaned into the mobile space a little bit too much. What was your take? Do you remember anything about it? I don't. I think I just started or something. It's There was a lot of games like this. Um, yeah. More of like well, it's, ex- experience in, in a way. Kind of like, as far as what people are telling me, kind of like a Journey-like, since he yes. was one of the people behind Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's coming to PlayStation in December 2022. So just a heads up. I have been curious, but not curious enough to get it on mobile. But if it's going to be on a platform, I have to imagine that they might, you know, de-emphasize some of the mobile aspects. And I'm always interested in what Mr. Chen is up to. So I'll, I'll see what that's about. But December 22nd for Sky children of light also something really curious um this kind of like swept under most people's radar but ea who is not somebody i generally associate with musao games like dynasty warrior games i oh, think yeah. of ea for like sports right they actually just have done a partnership like out of the blue ea and tecmo koai or is it koai tecmo which one is it? Oh, I don't know. Koei Tecmo? Koei Tecmo, Koei Tecmo, I think. Koei yeah, Tecmo yeah. and Omega Force, who do all of the Musao games, they're putting together some kind of brand new, like, hunting game. So it's not a Musao, but it's kind of a hunting game. And people are expecting this to maybe be Tukiden, which was um, a Japanese-themed kind of spinoff of Monster Hunter. Uh, I want to say it was PS4 that that came out. It was actually pretty cool. Not too bad at all. Um, it wasn't enough to get me to go all in the way that monster hunter did, but I did enjoy my time with it. And this partnership just seems really strange. I would never have imagined these two companies getting better with each other, especially on a Japanese themed hunting game, but EA smells some money here. That's so crazy to me. So they did not say what the game was. People think it's probably Tukiden three or something just like that. Maybe the same base game engine, but a different title, but with EA behind it. And I'm like, man, what is, what is EA bringing to that? They got to monetize it. Is it going to be like some kind of like cards or microtransactions or I don't even know what, Mm. but just announced and keep an eye on that. That's going to be something to, uh, to really talk about in the future. Yeah. It's a weird partnership. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I had this week. You got anything else in your housekeeping? I'm going to finish it up uh, with one more thing. Uh, I went back to the PlayStation server real quick (laughs) in real time (laughs) because I was mad that I didn't get the satisfaction of saying bad names of games. What happened is, and this is a slap in the face for PS5 owners, we've talked before on the show how there's no PS5 games, right? Like yes. actually built for PS5 Built games. for PS5 exclusive games, yes. Very few. So when I was looking just now in real time for those bad games that are really, really bad, um, they weren't showing up in the PS4 store. I just now went over to the PS5 store 
Is that where they all are? PS5 They're store? on the PS5 store, Brad Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's so fucked. It's like, hey, we're not going to make you PS5 games, but we're also going to only put the really bad games on the PS5 store. What's happening? You need the power of the PS5 to bring you the full <laughs> glory of thump junk. Okay, yes, so the need. power of PS5 will allow you to play the jumping ice cream. <laughs> Pretty Bird 4 and Pretty Bird 5. Nice. We're not done yet. Oh, no. The Jumping Coffee. Uh, <laughs> the Jumping Coffee Turbo, which is a dollar more. Uh, for Turbo, it, Turbo costs money, yeah. Oktoberfest Breath. <laughs> is that it? No, I'm sorry. Oktoberfest Break is what it is. Breath is pretty funny, though. That would be a better game, I think. Froggo 2. Is Froggo 1 right next to it? Nope, there's no Froggo 1. Beaver Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I'm almost done. F- oh, there's Fump Jump. Yep, I see Fump Jump. jump. Yep. And I see Nub Jump. <laughs> I wasn't joking. You dude. weren't That's joking. Real. And I see joking. Coffee Run is right next to it. There you go. Okay. You so, go. oh wait, oh wait, the jumping noodles. So everything jumps. It because because like, I there must be like some minimum bar at Sony, right? So it to the for this to be a game, you must have player interaction. What's the easiest interaction? Either moving a polygon forward in a 2D space, which is a drive game, all those drive games, or make it jump, uh, move it up and down in a 2D space, which is all the jump games. So they put in one basic action. They stick a fucking little gif of coffee on top of it or an ice cream cone with eyes, and that's a game? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, Well, you know what? Because I do make games on the side here and there, and there are a lot of templates that come with game creators, right? Sure, So then you literally just switch out icons. Switch out the art. By the way, there's. did you know there's also a jump jump? Is there really? There's a trilogy of those? Yeah, it's X-U-M-P, Joe. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And to close it out, to close it out, which there's also Pickle Run, Pickle Run, which we know, is, uh, this is insane. This is fucking insane. The Jumping Nuggets. <laughs> that's a game. Are, are they literally chicken nuggets? Yeah, I'm going to hit the button right now. I might buy it. No, don't, don't buy it, dude. Don't buy it. No, it doesn't even show the gameplay at all. It just shows, yeah. a, it shows a pile of nuggets. Yeah, a lot of those games have no trailer. They have no screenshots even. It's just like a listing, and then it's like a $0.99 cents or $1.99. If the Sony store or the Xbox store or Nintendo store or whatever, if all of those games fucking vanished, every store would be greatly improved for it. By the way, here's the description, and then we're really leaving this. This is for the Jumping Nuggets, okay? <laughs> that, game, that, that, that title yeah. makes me laugh. I can't stop it, laughing. It makes me that. laugh. By the way, it's, um, it's, uh, it's just a picture of Chicken Nuggets. Yeah. And there's like a desert in the background. Sure. And the description is join, <clears throat> move my microphone, join Big N. Who's that? Nah, he's not, the, he's not Nuggets. He, the main Nugget. I mean, N must stand for Nugget. It okay. Must. Join the Big N on his exciting journey through the kitchen. Okay. It, the picture's in the desert. But it's a desert. Yeah. Yes. And make him jump, exclamation point. Enjoy the colorful comic graphics accompanied by atmospheric music. Gosh, wow. damn it. That's just a word generator. This game has graphics and music and jumping. And I'm so glad that it's on the PSN store. Guess yes. how much guess how much it is? Buck ninety nine? Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. That's a premium price for those. We spent way too much time. Let's get into games. I'm sorry. Let's for doing get that. into games. I'm gonna cry a little bit and let's get into games. Okay, so real stuff. Real games, mm-hmm. big things. Uh Solstice, S O U L S T I C E. You played the demo maybe like two episodes ago and if memory serves, it's a 3D combat game where you play like a like a lady 
and she's got a ghost sister or something like that. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, you're basically, she's a ghost sister who helps you um, do combat and stuff. And then you're also kind of a, not a real human. You're kind of been brought back and you have special powers. Okay. I didn't know about that. So you're like undead or just revived or something. You're, you're a a, a thing. Uh, There's like four or five other people (laughs) like you and you're kind of super powered. That's all you need to know. Okay. Um, and so you're here to basically help um, the realms, which are basically taken over by evil because of reasons. Reasons, sure. Um, a lot of monsters and stuff like that. But it is a really cool art aesthetic. Last time I talked about it, it was a kind of in a preview sense. I played, I think, almost all of the preview. Now I have the full game, which is very, very exciting, on the PS5. So I can sit in front of my nice TV and sit down on my couch. Um, it's just great. Like, it's a really fucking ga- a great game. And I think it's... Um, what do they call it? Um, what is it called when it's a sleeper hit? That's it. Oh, sleeper hit. It's okay, a sleeper sure. hit. Yeah, because I think people are. It's not on anybody's radar, or, or not many people's radar, probably. Um, they call it actually a coming of age dark fantasy story, which is interesting, because the two sisters do have a lot of dialogue, and the ghost sister is kind of snarky, which is fun. And you also have like this really interesting um, character who's a watcher and is kind of like watching your progress. Uh, okay. along the way and so when you meet up with him you can like do upgrades and stuff like that with him um i don't know i think it's just really really smart really really fun i think i told you last time it has a fixed camera perspective that changes oh that's right i forgot about that okay yeah yes, yes. but okay. it actually works perfectly like there's never a time where it's like in the wrong place i don't right, know right. They did an excellent job with that and then whenever you do huge combat things where like a bunch of enemies are coming at you it gives you your camera control back which I think is awesome. Um, super fun. There's a couple different like abilities that you use to do solve puzzles. Um, and what I learned about <clears throat> on this, I'm not sure if it was only in this PS5 version or if it was in the past, but they um, have an option where you can just have the sister who normally you have to hit a button so she will do her like uh, blocking for you. She can okay. like you know block and do different abilities and shielding and stuff. So in the back in the preview, I had to hit a button to do that. So basically, as you're fighting with like whatever buttons, you know, you have to hit another button that's her move. And she'll like that'll just pop up here and there. Right. So you can block enemies attacks and stuff. But you can turn that on auto. So she will auto block. for you. Yeah. So I just did that immediately. Oh, okay. And I highly recommend that because then it just feels like you have you know, a, help, a helper throughout the level. Like an autonomous helper that you, she's acting of her own volition. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Which just made it more like I could focus on the the moves and like, you know, the combos and stuff like that. So this game is super fun. You're going through, you know, these huge worlds that uh, look beautiful. Similar to the PC version, you can kind of focus on frame rate, you know, or graphics. You just focus on frame rate for a game like this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, it's... It, Twitch gaming in the way, but it's also just like forgiving. Um, it all feels really fun. I don't think you even played any of it, right? When it comes no, to no, I looked at it. I uh, um, I gave you the code that we got, so I haven't had a chance to play it. But it does look kind of interesting. I was going to ask you a little bit more about um, the quality of the combat and of the of the sister because I guess I'm kind of curious. I watched a video and I kind of got the gist of it. But in terms of the combat, do you feel like it's more? Um, like a like a Dark Soulsy combat where you're you're very cautiously taking your shots, or is it more of a 
kind of a combo based like rapid fire kind of combo. yeah it's like, the latter it's the, the latter yeah okay. there's uh, in my opinion which will come up on the show later on there's just too many souls likes which we've talked about actually in every episode probably mm-hmm. um so i'm really i was really happy that it wasn't that when i played the preview <clears throat> i was totally surprised by that because you know it's called solstice so you i would thought expect, like yeah. yeah but no 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 and there's no like dying and going back to get your shit stuff it's just like you get a bunch of crystals, you upgrade, you use some of your energies that you have later on um, to like see objects floating in the air. So you do puzzles that way. Um, and then you want to hit different enemies with different things. So some of that going on, there's a kind of a stronger attack weapon and there's like a lighter attack weapon. So those are the things you're just kind of cycling through the whole time. You're like juggling enemies, that stuff, you know, and it feels super fun. And it's just like a really interesting, like quietly, smart story where like you know these sisters are trying to figure out how they can help but they're also being made fun of a lot in the beginning of the game like yeah no one thinks you can do it like these watchers and stuff like that all these people are like yeah who are you two you know we have real heroes doing the work you know Mm. um by the way newsflash a minor spoiler those those heroes they ain't gonna be around it's kind of gonna have to be all on you um because of course, yeah, of course, they're, they're it would be picking. much of a game otherwise if everybody else did the hard work and you Wait, player sat back and watched other people do it. That's a pretty funny game though. They're like, "Hey, are you you're here to do the thing?" Well, guess what? All the heroes already did it, <clears throat> so you can you go farming. Doing, yeah, you end up. You think it's a combat game? You get into it and you end up like, like you said, farming or yeah, you're, you're, you're matching three back at the tavern while the other heroes are doing the fighting. That'd matching three, yeah, but the matching is like just like paperwork, you know? Totally. totally. Um, Anywho, I really love this game. This is more of the same for me. Um, I don't have to worry about as many like sliders as I did on my PC. You know what I mean? When it comes to graphics. Exactly. I can just be like performance mode. Let's go. It looks beautiful. I think everybody should check this out. There's demos on probably every system now, I think. Um, I, I really can't speak highly enough of it. I really like it and I will finish it. Excellent. Excellent. That's great news. Um, I'm happy to hear that. It looks interesting. Um, I always like the idea of having like a kind of a co-pilot with you when you do combat and stuff. And very few games really lean into it uh, the way this one seems like it is. So I'm going to definitely check this out. I don't know that I'm going to do a full price on it, but uh, I think I'll probably, once I see it on a good sale, maybe I'll nab it. Yeah. And by the way, you're, you're a chimera is the name. Uh, you're a hybrid warrior born of the union of two souls. You know, that thing. I mean, isn't that how we all got here? I no. kind of feel like that's... Well, well, there's an ethical discussion there. We're not going to have that discussion this day. We're going to no. skip on. Thank you for covering Solstice there, Carlos. And I'll bring it back to the show when I beat it. That would be perfect. Let's do that. Um, since we were talking about demos and we're on PS5 right now, there were there were a couple demos. We're going to talk about one later, but we're going to talk about one right now. Woe Long, Fallen Dynasty. Uh, that demo came out, I believe that was... Uh, was that during the, the PlayStation Showcase? Maybe it was. I don't know. I, I Actually, you told me about it. Well, regardless, this is a, a playable demo. I believe it's available until the 26th. Uh, so you've got a couple more days. By the time the show goes up, you'll still have maybe like a week, give or take, mm-hmm. to jump in. Um, so do that. This is from Team Ninja. Yep. Team Ninja, who are the people behind uh, Ninja Gaiden, which fucking sucks. And Neo, which is fucking awesome. It's strange to me that this team has such highs and such lows. Uh, but that's the truth of the matter. I love Neo. I hate Ninja Gaiden. And I was really curious to see which one this was going to be like. Turns out kind of like neither. Um, it's a little bit. So it's a third person. You're like a samurai slash ninja martial arts person. 
Um, there's a whole bunch of character creation stuff at the beginning, but it's all disabled for the demo, so you can't really play around with it too much. Uh, but basically, you look like um, Wolf from Sekiro. Uh, so Sekiro is an interesting game. I like parts of it, but overall, I do not like it in general. Uh, and this game seems to be kind of like a Sekiro-like. So I guess we have to add that to our vocabulary now. We've got a Souls-like. Sekiro. We've got Bloodborne-like. We've got Soulsborne, and now we've got a Sekiro-like. That's pretty much what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Um, the levels are really interesting uh, because they are very large, but they are also very vertical and they're also very open. Um, the, I was honestly a little bit overwhelmed by the very first level. Like it felt so large and so many different ways to go. And that's in addition to climbing up and down a couple levels, going up cliffs, uh, going down cliffs, jumping down, getting on bridges. And like it just felt like this giant kind of Swiss cheese level where I was just able to go through all the holes of the level and find all these different places to go. Kind of overwhelming. Dude, can I um, speak to that real quick? Yeah, yeah. Because that was something I was shocked by. Because these kind of games, and even Souls-likes or Sekiro-likes, do have more of a linear path. If it's not Elden Ring, right? We're not talking about Elden Ring. Right. No, no. But yeah. we're talking about like an area that you go, especially when there's like, they know they're going to do those surprise enemies bullshit. You exactly. Know? Ambushes and stuff. So, sure. But at some point, I fell off a cliff, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm down here now. Yeah. You know, and that was yeah. that feeling of like, wait, but then how, where do I go from here? And then, of course, a million enemies are coming at you. So I was overwhelmed by it being that way, actually. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't necessarily need strict linearity, but like, I did feel like this was pretty overwhelming. I don't know if this is the actual first level of the game or maybe it's like a maybe it's actually like level three or something. Who knows for the demo? But yeah, I was a little bit bowled over and I kind of would I wouldn't have minded a little bit more linearity. But in terms of the combat, this feels like. It's like I kind of like how free and fast and um, slashy it was. It definitely is more nimble than Neo. A Neo, I feel like, was pretty close to what a Souls game is in terms of like you're mostly on the ground, you're mostly taking your careful shots. Um, you know, equipment plays like a lot of uh, a lot of a role. And this one, um, I mean, definitely so. Like I was picking up a lot of equipment, so it felt like Neo in that sense where you're you're constantly getting like a new helmet or a new new gauntlet or something, which is kind of fun. It looks, it shows up on your character, which is awesome. That is the appropriate thing to do. But um, in terms of the combat, I did feel like it was pretty squirrely at times. I know it's not a finished game, but many times I would feel like I was having a hard time visually tracking what was going on screen. Like too many people running and kicking and jumping and fighting and like just a lot of stuff happening that was really kind of hard to follow. It's very fast. Um, probably a lot closer to who Ninja Gaiden in terms of speed or also like Sekiro than it is to something like Souls or mm -hmm. even Neo. Um, but also the thing that really gives me pause the most, and I don't know how you feel about this, Carlos, but there is like three different kinds of parry in this game. And traditionally, I fucking hate parry in any game because it's so hard to do well. Um, I feel like people who make parry games tune it to their own skill level and they don't make it approachable for other people, whether you can't visually track, maybe you're not getting enough visual cues, maybe your reflexes just aren't that fast. Um, but this game gives you like a a deflection parry, a retaliation parry, and an unblockable parry. So like you have to like, like have these three parries, um, depending on like what you want to do or what attack is coming in. And to me, one parry is already too many for me. Yes. And now we got three to deal with. Yeah. So I I mean to be fair, I was doing I was pulling off the unblockable parry fairly often, but not every time. And to me, parry is too much a risk reward. Like I would rather just block or dodge. Because you fuck up that timing, and I just you eat that hit, and it just doesn't feel very good. And you know, I, I, you know my thoughts on parrying. Well, I was just going to ask you your thoughts on parrying. Oh, 
Well, oh, I thought you knew. I general. mean, I do, but for the listeners, you know, this is a podcast. Ah, I feel right. like we should get it out loud. If you never heard it before, I despise parrying yeah. and will never parry in any game. If it's a needed function, then I probably won't be playing your game. Um, yeah. But they usually give you a dodge or, you know, dodge roll uh, with a parry, so you have the option, which is great. And you do have it here, too. You do. And it's kind of a fun, flourishy dodge, you know, like a dancey kind of. Uh, you know, Shaolin style. Yeah. But uh, it goes a little too far. Dodge is too far away sometimes. And I'm like, now nah, I have to run away back to the the guy. You went back to the save point when you meant to dodge. I know. He's like, you're leaving the level. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, like, I'm out. Like, that's, okay. the short answer is uh, I'm out. Because it's just three levels of parrying. No, too much. Um, the risk reward, even just like in uh, the, the hit boxes and hit detection, uh, and I don't know what the word is for when you think you've hit them. Uh, no, no, not that. What's the word for when you hit them and they don't stagger and they still hit you? Oh, that's like the super armor thing where enemies have super armor. They don't right. get staggered. They yeah. don't get staggered. Yeah. That's like a Elden Ring and, you know, a Souls thing too as well, right? Yeah. Like, I despise that. I, d- I think it's bullshit. And I've said it before on the podcast. I think if you hit something, just like in the real world, it should do something. It should right. not just like not ex- not see it. And that happened so much in this demo. That's when I noped out finally. Because I was like, no, I just did a sick-ass combo. And that guy said, oh, I'm fine. I'm just a lonely guard, but I'm going to just kill you now. So I think it's bullshit. Uh, you can say otherwise, but I don't like the parrying. I don't like the bullshit super armor. I'm out. You know, that's actually a good observation. I'm glad you said that because I was having trouble putting my finger on it. But now that you have vocalized it, I think that maybe I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, there was... Yeah. Yeah, there was a number of enemies, not so much the small guys, but like there was a lot of monsters. There was like a giant, like a couple of giant tiger monsters. There was like a big bird monster. There was like another big warlord type dude. And when I was hitting them, like they were, yeah, it was like you were saying, they weren't really like staggering. They weren't really like noticing the hits. And it kind of ended up giving the combat a very like weightless button mashy feel in certain parts of it, which does not feel great. I think I definitely, even though I don't want every game to be a Souls, like I do want people to stagger. I do want that those moments of pause in a combat where you land a real big hit and it looks awesome. And you want to just like for a moment, feel like, yeah, I wrecked you for a second, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. There wasn't a lot of that. Um, and I do have to be concerned because when you do pull off a parry, it's pretty powerful, um, especially the retaliation parry or the unblockable parry. Um, and when you're not doing parries, you're doing kind of chip damage to people. So I mean, of course, this is to be, it's not finished. They're going to do balance. I'm sure there's going to be more options and I'm sure it depends on the weapons you're using. And there's also this whole other thing we didn't talk about called the morale system where the more people you kill, the stronger you get. Oh yeah. So I'm sure that plays into it as well. Like I don't want to pass judgment too harshly, but I feel like there's a lot of ways this game could go wrong for me personally. Not that it's wrong in general, but knowing that I hate pairing, knowing that I'm not the world's biggest Sekiro fan, knowing that I don't usually like button mashy games. I do like what they did with Neo. I would be curious to see if some of that energy is carried over here, but I, I do think it might be a little bit too close to Sekiro for my taste, but we'll see. I'm not, I'm not totally out, but I am, I am tentative right now. I'm going to tell you another reason why you should be totally out. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just remembered another thing I didn't like about it, <clears throat> which is the um, uh, magic. So there's, again, these games, so many different buttons. There's like a right one, you know, trigger and then yeah. a right two trigger. They're both different spells. Yeah. Um, so all of them, all of them um, had the same type of super armor effect. Either one, they didn't go far enough. 
Like oh, I yeah, shoot the magic up, spells had yeah, short range. Short yeah. short range, more like the it had to be next to me, like sitting next to me, me my arm around the enemy, and then I shoot the fireball at him, because everyone missed. Even when I did right click and you know targeted on them, yeah, I still yeah. missed. And yeah. I was like, "Are you shitting me?" And then I took one that's a fire, like a flame, um, a line of flame that yeah, goes yeah, pretty yeah. far. That one missed. And I was like, yeah. "Okay, so fuck the fire." Uh, I did, was very, very uh, seldom hit with that. And also, I hated the bow and arrow too. I thought the bow and arrow was pretty bad. You got a crossbow and a bow and arrow. I did not care for the archery. And they made you all. do them in the tutorial. I and I was just dying, eating shit because I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know how to switch back to the bow in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was cumbersome. I didn't feel like anything hit right. And again, to add fuel to fire. Um, all the uh, like hit detection on boxes were dumb as shit, unfinished. Because basically, you hit a box and it, like disappears. Um, no weight to it. There's there's importantness to that, and I'll come back to that later on the podcast. I think uh, I'm yeah, I'm so out. That's ridiculous. Carlos is out. So I will say, um, like I said, I'm tentative, but you know, I did play the the Neo and Neo Two uh, betas, and each one of those had several betas. I think they at least had two or three betas before they released. And I will I will give credit where credit is due. By the time that both of those games came out, I feel like they were markedly better than the betas were. All right. um, and I know that this is not a beta, just a demo, but I'm not out. Like I'm 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 ready to be out, but I'm not out. And I hope that they're gonna tweak a couple of these things. Cause I would I like kind of what they're doing, you know. I like I like that somebody out there besides FromSoft is doing something in this ballpark. And it's not exactly the same as the Souls game, which is great. They got their own vibe. But yeah, I'm not going to sign up for Sekiro Part Two, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, that is Wolong Fallen Dynasty. There's a demo up on PS5. It might be on Xbox. I'm not sure, um, but it is definitely on PS5, and it's going to be up until the 26th. So um, by the time you hear this, you've probably got at least a week or so to check it out. Um, moving on really quickly to a game called To Leave. Um, I. We'll lead the charge on this one, Carlos. But you played this one as well, didn't you? I did, and I I think I told mm-hmm. you about it because um, mm-hmm. I had randomly saw it, uh, mm-hmm. and I liked part of the trailer. So, yeah, I played a little bit of it. I have thoughts. I'll let you lead, though. Yeah. Um, so let me just set this up a little bit. I saw this game. I mean, I may be exaggerating, but I feel like I saw this game probably four or five years ago. At oh, really? Yeah, this game. I've known about this game for a long time, and it's very hard to forget. Because the main character in the parts mm-hmm. that I saw is like a little dude in some hand-drawn art. And he's holding on to a door. And the door is flying. And it's a very memorable image. Um, he looks like he's hanging on for dear life on this door. And the door is like, you know, just going through like this weird abstract level. I remembered it very clearly from where I saw it the first time. Because I thought at the time, four or five years ago, it was just about to drop. So I'm like, oh, yeah, let's check this out. I thought it was going to be like kind of a puzzle game. Or some kind of a, you know, flight platformer or something or avoidance game or something. I didn't know, right? But it looked cool and I wanted to see more about it. And then it disappeared. I didn't hear about it for like literal years, at least a couple, if not more. And then all of a sudden you're talking about it. I'm like, oh shit, did that game come out? Like I, it was off my radar for so long and it seemed to pop up out of nowhere. Hmm. Um, So I went to go check it out and I got to say, it still looks the same in terms of the character like hanging onto the door and flying around levels. But this game is so different um, than I ever had expected. Um, 
I don't know what you were expecting, Carlos, but I know that you probably didn't care for it too much. I believe you said you absolutely don't want to play this and don't even want to talk about it, right? <laughs> I think I told you in text, I was like, listen, I was going to talk about this game, but no, I don't want to anymore. But you're yeah. making me now, so I will say things about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'll let you lead if you want. But like, I think in general, um, it's about what like we say on the show all the time. You have to be in the right mood for a right game, a certain game, and you'll know what I mean here. Uh, this is just a super dark game. Yeah, you know, so yes, I didn't realize that. I didn't know that. And that that was not really communicated to me earlier, and certainly not when I saw it at PAX. Um, I thought it was just going to be kind of a fun, colorful thing. And it is kind of colorful looking at times, but this is such a dark game in terms of theme and story. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what country it's from. I believe the developers are from South America, if memory serves. Uh, but this is basically about... It's about suicide. The whole game is about suicide. And... It's not just about flying with a door. Like there's some walking around parts. There's a lot of reading to do, like way too much reading. And you do some platforming. You eventually get to the flying door, which you fly around and you dodge things and you try to get to places. But it's like there's so little gameplay that this game isn't really about the gameplay at all. The gameplay is just a vehicle for the developer to kind of talk about their feelings and their thoughts. And they're really, really dark thoughts. Um... So just a little bit of background. I don't know this this developer. I don't know these these people personally at all. But uh, when I did some research, so the, the developer of this game is actually, he's dead now. He is, he is gone. And I have to wonder if he actually took his own life uh, because that seemed to be really what this game was all about. Uh, they just said on the, the information available that he passed away. So I don't know that if it's, you know, natural causes or maybe he did take his own life. I'm not sure, but I have my own suspicions. When you start playing this game, they, they're very vague about it. Um, it's kind of a third-person, 2D, hand-drawn sort of a thing. You're in a, a really, like, dark, dismal apartment. Like, it's just really depressing. Like, there's... The guy starts off by drinking some kind of, like, weird hallucinogenic potion. And he just, like, like pukes it up. And he's just dirty and sick and poor. And all the writing that he talks about is all like, oh, I've got a... I'm going to end the world. I'm going to end the universe if I can't get this thing done. And I'm just going to, maybe it's going to end it anyway. And it's just like a lot of like rumination on like whatever bad thing happened and about how he doesn't want to be here anymore. And although I'm not really a sensitive person when it comes to games, this one really got me. Like, I, I don't want to say that I related to it or that I connected with it, but it, the atmosphere was so heavy. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't want to play it anymore. Like it was so depressive to me. I felt like I was getting a peek inside of this person's psyche and I did not want to be there. Right. So now you see what I'm saying. That's exactly yeah, the feeling yeah. that I had. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've struggled with depression too. And th this is actually in the description, it says manic depression as well. Um, so manic episodes and stuff like that. I think that like you, I was so intrigued by the gameplay. Um, like it, it is actually fun in the very beginning. There's this beautiful section where you don't have the door yet. And you're just kind of floating around. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Super yeah. fun and super relaxing. I'm like, is this the whole game? Awesome. But like you said, it isn't because you come back to the real world. You have to deal with this, you know, d dark uh, setting and real life stuff. And you do walk around a lot and kind of like almost like a point and click adventure kind of game. A little bit. Yeah. 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 And so I kind of kept wanting those moments of the of the fun gameplay. But to, to be fair, like this is what the developer wanted to do. If this person, you know, did have these issues, they're trying to represent it in a game, which is great for people to be able to do. Um, and I think in the beginning of the game, they even mentioned that someone passed. Oh, yeah. There's like a bunch of warnings. That, yeah, like, they mentioned the guy passed. passed There's also yeah. suicide warnings. And they also say, if you need help, please go get help right now. There might even have been a, 
suicide watch number or something. So they definitely let you know when you start the game up, like what you're in for. But it kind of it caught me by surprise how how much I was feeling it, like how much I I didn't want to feel it anymore. I think it's what it was is, and this is like to credit and to discredit is that it is from the perspective of someone dealing with all this in a really uh, intense way. So it just comes across like, like a book across the page or a painting, you know, uh, that you're looking at. It's like, okay, well this is real and this is a hundred percent real, a hundred, hundred percent real. And so are you ready to deal with that? And so at that moment when I was already kind of like down, I was like, I, I can't. You know, yeah. Well, you know, I I wasn't depressed. I mean, I have experienced depression. I think probably a lot of us have the last couple of years for one reason or another. Uh, but I was not depressed. Mm. And once I started playing this game, I started to feel like I was depressed. Wow. Like I, yeah. They really. I mean, if nothing else, this game is very effective, extremely effective, surprisingly effective in communicating what this person must have been going through. Like this does not feel like fiction to me, even though right. it is fictionalized. Like they're talking about other dimensions and energy and all this kind of stuff. But like. As you're actually going through the game, it felt like weight was being added to my shoulders. And I started to just like, yeah, like I just I was like, dude, I got to get out of this game. Like, I can't play this anymore. I didn't finish it, even though it's supposed to only be a couple hours long. But like I got about halfway and I'm like, dude, I got I'm I'm seeing darkness, man. I got to get out of this. I can't I can't keep the spiral going. That's got to be like we got to credit the game for that then. I mean, like it's just and also the art style is really weird and interesting and and hand drawn and sometimes really beautiful. So um, I still think it's a really interesting thing that I'm glad was made. So I, I yeah. want to say that, but yeah. yeah, you have to be in the right mindset or even if you just can't, um, you know, you just might not want to go there because it does that to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I was, like I said, I was feeling fine that day and I was like not feeling fine afterwards. And so from that perspective, in terms of like artistic expression, in terms of emotional expression, I feel like to leave is like shockingly successful yeah um Mm -hmm. but i don't think that i was in the mental space to be handling that and i didn't really want that and it was a little bit too much for me to handle yeah i think we both agree okay so that is to leave um definitely check it out if you want to explore what video games are capable of in in all its forms but maybe brace yourself and be ready to dip out if it feels like it's too much for you so um, okay, so that was to leave. Uh, we have next on the agenda surprise game. Mm. I do not know what this is, but Carlos is bringing a surprise to the show. What do you got for me, Carlos? I saw this in a trailer, and you know, um, uh, we were talking about earlier, if there's a trailer, and then it's available. And this was, uh, I think it might have been, it was in a couple different uh, showcases, because again, I don't know how many there are. There's 8 million. But um, the joke uh, going around Twitter and everywhere is that uh, the name of the game was made by like a word generator <laughs> and it's published by the way, by square Enix. Okay. And it is various day life. Oh dude. I, I saw, <laughs> I saw that trailer title. I'm like, what? How, why do they call it that? That title is so whack. It's so whack. Um, it's not like what you think. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you would think from that name, but, um, I saw reviews. I looked it up. Everybody said six out of 10. I mentioned this on Twitter recently. Oh, is this already out? I thought it was coming. It's out. out. I'm playing it. Oh, I didn't even know. Okay, okay. Which, again, is why those things, like a demo or something is out. No, it's out. Um, And so I said on Twitter, like, six out of ten games, that's kind of my jam sometimes. I'm a Mr. Six to ten or seven out of ten. Like, Elix was a seven out of ten, I think, in the beginning. Um, Anyway, so this game is weird. It originally was an Apple Arcade game, I think. Oh, no. Definitely a mobile game. But what they did for the console port is they added a bunch of stuff. They made it a little longer, um, you know, quality of life stuff. 
But what it is is very weird. <clears throat> it's a game. I'll try to make sense of this. That's a terrible name. It's a funny name, but very terrible. Um, what you do is it's your adventures. Um, there's a job system. The job can be lots of different types of jobs. I'm obviously just a warrior because it's me. Um, but the jobs, when it, mean, when it says job, it means you do certain jobs in the town, um, but you don't actually go on those adventures. Let me back up for a minute. Yeah, you're, I'm kind of struggling here. Is this so like a top-down kind of thing? So, or no, no, yeah, this, that's why it's going to take a little longer. So you get to an island. The island's this island where people are exploring it. And one of your jobs as a new hero explorer is to explore the island, okay? But, and you move in, you have a house. You have like a room. And then when you're there, the game plays out as left to right only. So you're in the town. You're moving your little character left to right, okay? And if you stop on anything like a town, like a, a you know, a shop or something, you do that thing. And then you keep going left to right. And then you go do it like the new road. You go uh, in there. Like you did in Chronicles did this, where you like kind of go into a space by going left to right. Okay. Does that make sense? I hopefully it does. I mean, kind of. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the. Yeah, look at the pictures. I'm looking at pictures, and I'm still kind of struggling about what this game even You're, is. Okay, but well, let me get to what the game is. So you move your character left to right in the main overworld map or the main town map. Yeah. And then that's all you need to know, and then you do things from there. Then you talk to characters. By the way, all the characters talk in sim language, which I hate. I don't. Okay. I don't like that at all. Okay. Um, but you talk to characters. You make a party, and when you have your party of people. Um, you can do, you can pick your job, like I said, and the job that I have is warrior. So what I do is my job is I just pick jobs that I want to do. So as a warrior, it's like, go kill a bunch of wolves. Are these like side quests or something? Hold on. That's my job. I'm talking, there's three different things. All here. Right. There's job All right. and my job easily. I just say, I want to go on a wolf quest. You hit X and then it time passes and you come home. So there's no actual fighting. So you don't actually go on the quest. Like you just you well, select a quest. Well, hold on. And, oh, Jesus. This okay. is a funny review. Wow. That's the job, okay? And okay. if you had another character who was like a, you can have a character who was like a bartender and they, they just do bartending and you hit X and then they would do bartending and it would be over and you'd get, uh, your stats would go up and you get money or whatever. But you're not doing it. Like but you're, you're just not pushing doing a button. It. Your okay. job is pushing a button. Now your questing is actual fighting. Okay, and questing, you go on a quest with different party members you have who also have different jobs, and then you go on that quest, and that's like uh, old school, um, what's it called, Final Fantasy, you know, uh, or Dragon Quest. What's the one where Dragon Quest? Because I see characters with their portraits at the bottom of the screen, yeah, that and then style. you see like kind of like your first person person looking at enemies, Dragon yep. Quest style, attacking yeah. turn base, right? Yeah, okay. And that's one where you're like literally walking left to right again. Finding a monster, walking left to right, fighting a monster, getting to the end. That's a quest. Then there's an expedition. Jesus. Which is a okay. longer version of all that. Okay? So basically you do your job every day, which is easy because you're just you're hitting just pushing X. a button. Yeah. yeah. But you can do multiple jobs, right? And the time passes as well. So it's all about time. And there's actually a little calendar. So that's okay. why it's just called various day life. It's because you really do feel like you're doing like a lot, maybe even 60, 70% of like doing like just stuff, like sim stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. And like looking at your calendar and looking at like, you know, what, you know, shopping for armor and, and doing like um, cooking and stuff like that. So there's a lot of that stuff, which weirdly enough can be really relaxing. And the reason I bought it, by the way, 
because I do a lot of action adventure games, a lot of uh, fighting game stuff. And so for me to just relax in this game is like, I'm going to do my bunch of my various day life, and then I'm going to go on some quests, and then I'm going to come home. So that's the game. God, this game sounds boring uh, as fuck, dude. Like, I'm getting of, bored just hearing it, about it's it. It's so weird because some of the reviews I listened to said that it kind of is. And I was like, okay. But they're like, but I am kind of can't stop playing it. It's this game. Are you just like zoning out when you're playing this? Yes. Like, it's just like kind of like a, like a low hum in the background. Totally a low of, hum. I mean, okay. some of the quests I get a little worried about. Like, you know, you still have to like be focusing on, you know, doing the right thing and getting your health potions, stuff like that. But it's just, it's weirdly relaxing. It's always in the back of my brain going like, Carlos, didn't you want to do some various day life? Yeah, I think I, I could do those jobs. I could check the calendar. I don't know, man. I don't know what this game is. I think it has a magical spell in it because I shouldn't like it. It, it, it seems to me, it's, it's got like one of those like, um, I don't know, like clicker vibes to it or something where you're just kind of just running up some numbers and doing some real basic low level shit just to kind of, just keep your hands busy for a while. Like, I mean, what you're saying just kind of sounds like one of those kind of jobs, it's which more, can be fine if you're in the mood for yeah, it. Yeah, here's the thing, though. That's why this game is really interesting. It's more than that because two things. One, you cannot just sit back and click. Like, you'll just die. Like, the monsters okay. will fuck you up. So I had to do a lot of things. Whereas, uh, I should mention this real quick. There's a huge part of the game is called, it's a terrible name, like Chain, Chance, and Change. <laughs> <laughs> so in the fighting, you you have you use your job uh, abilities. So certain people have different jobs, so they have different job abilities. Uh, this one waitress has, uh, would you like some water, please, or something? And it like spills water water all over the enemies. That's funny. Which then makes them wet, which means that once they're wet, I could do a chain attack on that wet, right? And, and then with lightning with lightning or something like that or something else. And then at the end, you can do a chance attack which could do like critical damage. So you're always looking for that combo system. So that you, again, back to the clicker thing, you know, you can't do that because you're really trying to focus okay. on the, okay, doing these sure. maneuvers. But that's a fun mini game. And also it's funny because a lot of the jobs are named based on their actual job, right? Uh, so it's kind of fun to see what they're doing with that. And then uh, on the second part is there's actually a 20-hour quest in this game. Like a real story campaign. Like event. a main campaign yeah. story. Because okay. when I finished my first quest, it was like, why is this you know, weird lake here with a, a teleporter, blah, blah, blah. And so you see some of the story play out. And then also you have affinity. So like you have the characters, you can like befriend them. And if you go on enough quests with them, you know, you can go on special uh, in yeah. quote dates or something. But I don't know why. All those things on paper don't sound like they work. Yeah, but I'm and, out, man. I'm I mean, out. This sounds like a giant time out. suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like a time suck to me. But you know, I brought games to the show like this before, and I'm like, I just like zoning out with them. So sure, sure, sure. I'm kind of in with various day life. It's way too expensive now. Everybody should wait for a sale. Um, I don't think it it's like sixty bucks, fifty. Bucks? No, it's like twenty something dollars. But it should be a ten dollar game, I think. Okay. Um, but either way, I don't know. I'm here to say I'm I'm with it for the six to ten games. So, I mean, I, I enjoy a good B game, but I, this is maybe, you know, maybe for you go for it. I, I get why you like it. I definitely don't think this is the kind of game that is going to get me these days, but no way you know, to no. each their own. That's totally this is a fine, Carlos so. game. It's not a Brad game. And it's just barely a Carlos game. Barely, barely a Carlos. I think game. they're doing some magic on me is really, I think I might be cursed. All right. All right. All right. Well, that is various day life. Where are you playing it? PS5? PS5 for no PS5 reason. For it doesn't no need reason. it. 
All right, let me talk at you for a couple of things here. I'll, I want to circle back for a minute to Jack Move, which you talked about oh, yeah. last yes. episode. Um, kind of a cyberpunk-ish sort of a game. And I know that you were, you know, you got me kind of curious about it. And I, I popped into it. And um, I have to say, I really love the visuals and styles. For those who didn't catch it last episode, uh, it's basically like kind of a old school 16-bit um, RPG. It's really an RPG. I wasn't sure exactly how much rpg it was going to be but it is very rpg i was hoping for more of a an action oriented sort of a thing uh, but you're in the cyberpunk world you can walk to these different places and talk to different people shopkeepers and friends you have a little quest to do and um, as you walk there are random battles and boy i forgot how much i fucking hate random battles until i started playing this game again and i'm like oh that's right i hate hate random battles but remember you can um, turn them off and check move I, did, I forgot you told me that. You did tell me that, to yeah. be fair, and I forgot. I forgot yeah. you can do that. So I may go back and turn them off. Do not like uh, random battles. But basically, you just you walk around in this pool. I mean, it looks great. Visuals are awesome. Yeah. I think the pixel work is really nice. It's very colorful. I think it's very appealing, and that's really what got me in. But as you go to start playing, and it's just kind of a turn-based RPG, basically. Like, they kind of dress it up in cyberpunk trappings, but it's just a turn-based RPG. So if you like those, I think this is a pretty cool one. I like the theming. I like the vibe. But I'm just, I'm really far out of the turn-based world right now. I just, my brain just doesn't want that anymore and I'm mm. kind of done with it. So it's not for me, but that's not to say that it's bad or anything. I think it's actually done really well. I'm just not in the market, but if you want a turn-based RPG or a cyberpunk themed RPG, um, I think this one's pretty neat. Actually, the graphics are great. The theming's great. So yeah, there you go. And there is a lot more walking around as you get further in too. It's like, I yeah. was exploring cities and stuff like doing yeah. that more often than games. Yeah. Lots of stuff to walk around, walk around and explore and to see. So I think it's, I think it's really well done. I just, I am personally me, Brad Galloway, kind of allergic to turn-based stuff right now. So I, uh, I'm just like not into it, but so Jack move and various day life, you know, don't go neither near one of those, neither one of those. Okay. So Jack move, there's that. Uh, let's talk about, rogue legacy 2 for a second you brought us to the show many episodes ago do you remember playing it yeah when it first came out like yeah, uh, a million yeah. years ago yeah a million years ago um so i this was not on my radar at all i did like the original rogue legacy quite a bit but then i felt like the balance issues got to be too much after a while i hit a couple bosses that i just felt were just really unfair and i just really kind of hated going on a run just to throw myself up against that wall I don't know if they ever patched that or not, but I remember thinking it was such a great idea that I kind of was disappointed I never finished it. So here is Rogue Legacy 2, and the reason I'm playing it is specifically because of John from Gaming in the Wild. We were talking on uh, Twitter. I love John, and I love his podcast, Gaming in the Wild. Excellent show. Recommended to anybody. Check it out. Uh, check it out. He describes himself, I believe, as the ASMR of video game podcasts. <laughs> totally fucking true. That is absolutely true. Um... So he started talking at me about it, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I forgot that game even existed. I really like Rogue Legacy 1. Uh, and this is the period where I was kind of looking for something to play for the show because of those two games I mentioned at the beginning where we we had to like kick him off the, the script for one reason or another. So I jumped in, and uh, it turns out I had, I had it. I didn't realize I even had it. So I'm like, oh, shit, I've already got it. I don't even need to buy it or anything. I just got to download it again. So I jump back into it, and it is... In, in one sense, I feel like it is exactly like Rogue Legacy, but it's also very much improved. Um, so same basic idea, 2D platforming, roguelike. You you start off the game with a character, like a knight. You go into this castle, which is ever-changing. The rooms change every time you go back in. You kill some dudes. You you know do some magic spells. You jump a lot. You're going to get killed at some point, and then you go back to home base. But when you go back to home base, you have to choose from three new people and these are your quote-unquote descendants and they're different like you can you start off as a knight but like the next person could be like a wizard 
there's a Valkyrie, there's a, a Spellcaster, which is slightly different from a Wizard, there's Archers, there's like all sorts of different classes, Barbarians, stuff like that. There's probably a lot more I haven't unlocked yet. You choose one of these people, they become your descendant, and then they all have their new uh, new powers. They have different abilities you have to learn every time. So in terms of roguelikes, I think Rogue Legacy learns that lesson very well. Something that keeps you in and keeps you interested is that each playthrough feels very different. And that's true. Um, you start the game as this knight where you jump, you got a shield, you do a sword. Pretty basic, as you expect. My very next character was, I believe, a spellcaster. So I had totally different mechanics in terms of how I was attacking. That took a little bit of getting used to. They also had like a jump, some kind of weird jump that was like three times higher than my last person. Um, so they had that, and then I uh, died, and the next person that I had had flight for some reason. They had, like, a pair of wings, and so I could click a button, and they could, like, literally fly as much as I wanted to anywhere. So it, like, removed the platforming. Yep. They also had, like, toxic um, IBS, which I was not a fan of because I don't like fart jokes. But, oh, like, I didn't could, like that at all. Yeah, you could fart on people, and it would cause them, like, acid damage over time. So that was, like, a different thing I had to get used to. Um, So, like, every character you're doing is something really different, which I think is great. I like that a lot. You earn money. When you die, you go back to your castle, which is your home base. You've got to lock more options, unlock more characters, unlock more stats. Lots of stuff to unlock. So it feels like every run, even if you lose, you're still winning because you brought back some gold. You can unlock a new feature, unlock something, and it feels like you move forward a little bit. So I think that's a really good um, really good vibe as well. I think that's great. Um, interesting stuff. It feels good to play. It's pretty tight. I feel like overall it's really, really well done. There's even a narrative reason for why you do this. I'm not going to get into it, but um, they do explain how you are having these descendants and yet you are getting better and yet you remember what you've done. There is narrative explanation, which I appreciate. Not necessary, but appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So overall, really good. I will say there are a couple things that I, that I don't like, but to temper that, I will say also they have a lot of accessibility features in this game, which is great. And I want to applaud that they have a lot of sliders. You can turn enemy damage way down. You can turn your life way up. You can give yourself permanent flight all the time. If you don't want to ever fuck with the platforming, you can turn off collision damage, which is a huge part of this game, is bumping into shit. Like, you don't bump into so much stuff. I didn't know you could um, turn that off. You can turn that off. So oh. you're basically, you can make yourself almost on god mode if you want to. Hmm. And if you want to just kind of, like, power your way through and just bulldoze dudes and just, uh, you know, get to the bosses and unlock features and stuff, you can totally do that. Um, so I applaud that. I applaud that. I think that's great. Um, I'm glad they did that. I turned on some of those things. I think I turned enemy enemy damage down a little bit by like 25%. Turned my life up by like 25%. I left on the the uh, contact damage. I left on the platforming. So I didn't totally nerf all the, the stuff. I wanted to have some challenge. And even with those changes, it still is pretty tough. Um, the one thing that I think I don't care for in this game is that it almost feels like a bullet hell at times because you're not just doing platforming, but there's a lot of flying enemies. There's a lot of enemies that shoot fireballs at you. And it's, at certain points, it feels like the screen is too busy with things. Um, and so, of course, a lot depends on your build. depends on which person you are at the time, what equipment you have uh, unlocked or active. But there's, I often get into a situation where I feel like I'm getting just knocked around the screen by a fireball. And I hit a guy and he knocks me back. And then a fireball again. And then I hit a spike. And I, I that seems to happen to me a lot. I don't know if it's just like I'm just not <laughs> great at hand-eye coordination or what. But when I hit those parts and I die because of that, it's kind of a bad feeling. It feels like I just got bum-rushed, and I really – I feel like the game should just ease back a little bit. Yeah. So that's the part that I don't care for that much. But I do think this is a really well-made game. I'm still playing it, and I I kind of want to like get further and see where this goes. Um, I was watching John's feed on Twitter, 
kind of cyber stalking him as it were in a very friendly and not weird sense. And he was making some good progress and he kind of hinted at some features that get unlocked later in the game, which are pretty intriguing to me. I'm not going to spoil them here. Um, so I'm going to give it some more time. I think it's really well made. And if you haven't played the original rogue legacy, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot to like, you're going to really be very impressed. I am only slightly less impressed because I played the first rogue legacy and played so much of it. But if you haven't played this before, this is a great place to jump in. And I think it delivers a lot of really good content. And it is kind of unlike a lot of other games out there. Um, so between the permanent upgrades and the accessibility features, um, I think probably basically anybody can play this. So I forgot about the accessibility features, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is a huge part of this because these roguelikes can get frustrating, like you said. I think yeah. I agree with you that the screen was busy a lot and maybe yeah. why I noped out at some point, uh, which I did. But I will say this. I think it's done excellently, excellently. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it feels good to play. Like, it really feels fun. Yeah, it um, does. I don't like some of the abilities, though, <clears throat> like you. And I just would always look for the ones that I wanted to use. And then secondly, it's almost like <clears throat> there's a time uh, with roguelikes before Cult of the Lamb, and there's yeah. a time after. And for me, now that I've played Cult of the Lamb, which is giving it huge praise, uh, I need more permanence and uh what's the other word is it permanence yeah it's permanence yeah yeah like in a roguelike now and even like story elements to want to play those types of games because cult of lamb showed me that that could happen and i felt really really rewarded for all the work i did in my runs yeah yeah and when i came home things changed i felt better not only upgrades were available but also um you know i just could see it visually it was better So yeah. it doesn't have to be a sim like that where I'm like raising a town, but I think that if there was a Rogue Legacy 3 or even another type of game like that, if it could have more story or permanence, I think that's what I need for roguelikes now. You know, I it would be interesting. You should go back to it um, and see again because I think that there is a pretty good amount of permanence, but I, I agree with you that uh, the story is not quite there. Like they kind of do traditional roguelike storytelling where there's just like, little bit here a little bit there and you find these books and it kind of fills in some dots for you i found one room that was basically full of books and i read it and it kind of told me a lot about what was happening so that was cool but it did not tell it in the way that cult of the lamb does and i i noped out of cult of the lamb um myself i ended up not liking it enough to finish it but i do like a lot of what it was doing i do kind of like the approach to storytelling and i i do think that rogue legacy 2 has a lot of permanence like and a lot of really good permanence but in terms of story, it, it does feel like pretty traditional. So I'd be curious um, what you thought of like the castle in Rogue Legacy, which is your home base, which you build up over time. If you felt like that scratched the same permanence itch, it maybe story wise, it didn't. It didn't yeah, because I upgraded the shit out of that castle. Okay. And okay. by the way, I, to kudos to them, um, you can upgrade a lot of stuff easily. You know, like yeah. it didn't seem like I was really working hard, like many runs to do one thing. Every right. like you said earlier, every time I came home. I upgraded something, you know? Yeah. So I felt good about that, but all those upgrades felt like nothing to me. It was like, mm. now you can do magic plus one or whatever. Like it yeah. all just felt like something, even if it was like the barber shop, it still didn't feel different. So yeah, I would say it didn't scratch that itch. And again, this is in a cult of the lamb review, but because of that game, it really has changed my perspective. It's like me personally, Carlos, what I like out of a game is, you know, I definitely want more story, but also, yeah, I just felt like that permanence felt more permanent. Um, but I'm not yeah, going to fault fair. it because it's fair. a very good roguelike, though, too. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I definitely would put it at the top of, like, you know, if I was to recommend a roguelike to somebody, this is 
probably one of the ones I would recommend if they had no experience in the genre. I feel like it's really approachable. I feel like it's really clear. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it gets kind of annoying with the, the projectiles and stuff. But other than that, I feel like it's a it's a pretty good, pretty well-made game. So yeah. I, props to uh, for John uh, Gaming the Wild for bringing it back to my radar. Uh, and I'm still going to play it some more. So we'll see. Sorry, um, John. I shit, sorry I shit on the, on the game. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just, can take it up with him after the well, show. Well, no, he, I bet you he maybe he even agrees because Cult of Lamb was huge for him too. Like we are like mesmerized yeah. by that game. So I don't know. We'll see. All right, all right. One more game for me, then we'll turn it over to you. I want to talk just for a minute about Slaycation Paradise. This is uh, on PS5 is where I'm playing it. Uh, this is a top-down kind of twin-stick shooter, but it also has I don't even know. I don't want to say base-building elements because it's not, but kind of like. Oh, it's, it's it's a really odd thing. Let me let me talk about it in a minute. And so by the way, I've down. seen the trailer, and I yes. was like moments away from purchasing it, purchasing it. So I'll see what you have to say. Yeah. So this one, I think it it trailers better than it plays. Is mm. what I say. I was I was very taken by the trailer as well. It looks like you're um like a weird Midwestern family on a vacation, and that is what happens in the very opening story. It says that someone has discovered dimensional travel. It's fucked up humanity, but basically where they end up with is families take a vacation in some other dimension and they shoot shit and that's their 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 thing so they'll go to like earth 349 where giant whatever spiders have taken over you you teleport in there and you just shoot like whatever and come back to your normal earth and that's your vacation so interesting premise i was kind of on board with that like that really kind of nihilistic dark view of dimension travel but um this game kind of really put me off like really early uh i feel like the tutorial was not great and it's a twin stick shooter top down. And I don't know what to even compare it to. Like, I always want to go to like Smash TV, but that's from like 8,000 years ago. It did have there's, that vibe, though. It did. Have yeah, that it vibe. does. But there's got to yeah. be something that we can talk to the kids about because the kids don't know Smash <laughs> right, TV. Right. They don't. Yeah. I can't say Robotron because that's even older. I'm trying to think of some other top down twin mm-hmm. stick shooter that's more. Current. Oh, how about like a Dead Nation or something? You know, like Dead a, Nation. Sure. Sure. Those kind of games. What's that kind of one? thing? I feel like there's got to be something else that's better than that. Um, but anyway, top down twin six shooter, you, I feel like the tutorial is not great. And I got to say, they kind of got on my bad side right off the bat. I don't know where this game is from. I would guess probably Eastern Europe based on the vibe and the tone, but they're like, oh yeah, we got to send you to a kitty training, which is the tutorial. And I'm like, bitch, tutorial is not kitty training. Like that whole attitude of you need a tutorial because you're a fucking kid or you're a weak game player or whatever. Mm. It just, it just got on my bad side right off the bat. Right. Because I like a good tutorial. I think tutorials are really great. If you play 202 games a year, you've quickly realized that not every game is the same. Not every developer is the same. I don't think the same way that you do. And a a good tutorial is a great way to communicate those things. And to start off in a game kind of shit-talking me for going into a tutorial that I didn't have a choice about anyway was not great. Not a great vibe to start off with. Um, I have to say there was little jokes throughout the game, which I also didn't really care for, which was kind of just kind of like not my sense of humor, kind of in bad taste. Um, so that was also a mark against it. But I feel like the, the difficulty was way spiked just right off the bat. I, it took me multiple tries to get through the first mission of the tutorial uh, because I just kept dying over and over. And I just wasn't sure what I was doing wrong uh, or maybe it was just too high off the bat or maybe the developers haven't tuned it right. But like, it took me a lot longer to get through the two missions of the tutorial total than I would have ever expected. And like... I've played games before. I'm not a noob, right? Like I've, <laughs> I've been have. around a while. Um, so that, that difficulty felt off to me because I wasn't familiar with the systems. I wasn't quite understanding like what kind of vibe they were going for. But basically you go into a level, 
You don't get to choose a character. You play as the dad, unless you have other people. I assume it must be multiplayer, but I only play by myself. Go into the level, and it's like you're in a subway system, and there's like zombies. So you run around, you shoot. Um, you eventually pick up one or two guns, and each button controls a different gun. That was fine. That took me a little while to figure out. They didn't explain that very well. So not only did you make fun of me for being in your tutorial, you, you made a shit tutorial too, so good job. Um, and then you just shoot some stuff, you collect some money, and then at the same time, every once in a while you see a warning come up on the screen that says Horde Incoming. So this game also wants you to do like really kind of impromptu base building. So like you have the ability to throw down some walls, throw down some turrets. You have to unlock these as the game goes on. But once that timer starts going down, you better find a place that you can defend for a minute and throw up some walls. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll go back to like the, the hallway. I'll throw up some walls, put up like 16 walls, put up some turrets. And man, man, like the enemies come through. They just like plow through that stuff. No problem. Felt like I was surrounding myself with tissue paper. Like it did not feel yeah. like an emplacement. All that stuff was getting munched. And I was like, I was really hurrying to like try to build it back, but I wasn't making enough money to build it back quickly enough. And so I'm shooting and I'm trying to like build the stuff back. And like, it just felt like a mess. Like it didn't feel like it really went together very well. Um, so I got through the first tutorial, got to the second tutorial, um, did that. Also took me several tries. And then I got into the main game proper and it just didn't feel exciting. Didn't feel very interesting where I'm just like shooting stuff at random. And then every once in a while, trying my best to like not get killed by these waves, by these defenses that I don't defend me very well. Um, it, the whole thing just didn't feel very well tuned. And I mean, maybe, I mean, I hate to say this, right? Like, I don't want to be, I don't know these people. I don't want to like, I don't want to personally attack anybody, right? But like my vibe from playing this game is that it had kind of a get good vibe to it, where it's kind of like every once in a while you come across a game where they're like, are you tough enough to play my game? Mm -hmm. And my answer is fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I, I, I have a thousand games I could play. I have very limited free time. I don't need to prove myself to you. I've been playing games for fucking like 40 fucking years. I don't need to prove myself. And I'm not going to like work hard to clear whatever arbitrary bar you set up for me. Um, if this game isn't fun right off the bat, I'm not going to invest any time and energy into it. And I felt like that was what was going on. I could be totally wrong. I don't mean to call anybody out. I'm not trying to attack anybody personally. But my vibe was like they were kind of like doing a dick measuring contest. And I'm fine with my dick the way it is. I don't need to compare it to anybody else's. And I, I noped out of it pretty fucking quickly. Dude, if you felt that way, then I'm exactly the same. And I'm glad I didn't hit the purchase button. Because, yeah, I know what you mean. Especially with like, the, the um, what is it, the strategy elements where you put up walls and stuff. Yeah. And they yeah. just tear right through it. Then like, why do you even it was It was like it? nothing. It was like I put up I nothing. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I'm out. <clears throat> yeah. I'm out. So disappointing because I could have really gone for like a good twin six shooter, but I just, the vibe was not right. I don't think my head is in the same place as developers. This, I was having like an allergic reaction to this one. So I'm, I am out. Do not right. care for this one. All right. Uh, now let's talk about some good stuff that I think you're going to be very excited about. The Valkyrie Elysium demo is up. Um, I checked it out. You checked it out. This is, I want to say, maybe third or fourth in the Valkyrie series. Have you played any of the Valkyrie games before this I, one? I have, and uh, I was just looking up before the show, Valkyrie Profile. I remember yeah. like it, loving that, but that's a turn-based RPG. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was? That, no, no, no. Valkyrie Profile, well, okay, maybe it was. It is the, it's 2D, Valkyrie. You had the Einherjar system, which is also in this in Valkyrie Elysium, um, but very similar. I remember doing some platforming and stuff in Valkyrie Profile. Are we thinking of the same game? I guess so. I, maybe I'm, I'm looking it up now. Again. Maybe I'm not thinking the same game. Let me look it up. But there maybe was definitely like uh, turn-based combat, right? I'm pretty sure like left to right. Uh, or was it action-y? Maybe. I feel like I want to say it was action-y, but I could be turn-based. Oh. No, but you know, it had the same. Whoops, my bad. Excuse me. I'm getting an emergency call from someone. Um, 
Maybe you're no, maybe you're right. It's I think it's a blend because you did have turn based. Each button controls a character. Uh, whatever. Anyway, we're we're getting off in the weeds here. I apologize. Well, it is important to bring up because it's like this game feels like a different um uh, just beast, like a different thing. Uh, it, it's actually using some mechanics that Solstice uses and in a different style of RPG because I wouldn't even call it it's not a traditional RPG at all. And then again, like you said, Valkyrie Profile and some of the other ones weren't traditional either. No, not at all. Yeah. Which is kind of fun because they're like, you know, putting together a, def- a bunch of different styles of, of, of RPG. Um, <clears throat> and it's definitely action oriented too. So this game is, yeah, it's its own thing, really. I, I, I feel like it has nothing to do with, and I, I should do more research to see how much, you know, connection it has. But for me, it just feels like a different type of game. Um, with a different type of world and and system, so what it, what is the game? Uh, you are specifically are like a goddess that was created by Odin. Yep. To go down and basically like help souls move on is the general idea. Uh, there's all sorts of shit going on. I'm not going to go into the backstory, but in general, <clears throat> you are being transported down to these different realms. There's three different realms. You know them, right? Midgar, Niflheim, all those guys. Sure, the the North, the, the no- Norse, yeah, Norse gods, the main yeah. ones, and so you go down there, um, and you're supposed to fight monsters, but also there's like sub quests, of course, always side quests, where you're helping souls move on. So, not to jump ahead, but the general idea of the story was that you're going down to help souls move on or something, right? And yes. then when you get down there, you're mainly just fighting monsters and bad guys. So I was like. Am I helping them move on? I think I'm just killing things. <laughs> um, of course, Carl doesn't care because that's all I want, which is to fight monsters and, and upgrade myself. But as I was doing that, I was like, I'm not helping anybody move on besides move on to, to the ground six move feet under. Into the ground. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then I found two side quests. There's only two side quests in this whole demo. But um, I went and did them, and those side quests were helping spirits move on. So I was like, okay, well, there's that that thing. But in general, I guess there was a boss, without a spoiler, is also about a soul moving on. So I did it three times in my demo, but the rest of the time, just killing bitches. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of, um, you're just, this is just a combat game. Like, it's not really about, I mean, if if you look at the previous Valkyrie games, and and folks, I apologize for, I don't want to be too much in the weeds here, but basically the Valkyrie games in the past were very combat focused, but with the premise of, Hey, here's a here's a soul who's going to be my warrior. I'm going to go into battle with him, and then at some point you help somebody move on. But like, really, it's just about combat. Like, it's not really like this deep right. narrative kind of thing. Oh, you know, so I, I yeah, I'm going to do my research for next episode and go back and maybe even play some of the old games because I don't remember them really. Like, clearly, I don't remember them. But there is that kind of premise of like that's the setup. But yes, you're going in just play an action game. So let's talk about the action, which is fucking superb. This is like all Carlos, all right? Carlos 101 is this game. All right. It's so fun. It's action combat that's so fun. And I'll explain it. Of course, it has a great dodge system because, you know, I wouldn't be uh, all a gush about it. Um, I would say the dodge doesn't go far enough. When you dodge, you, you don't do a roll. You kind of just like float away. It's good. It's very good. But it does. it could go a little further. I feel it's a little short. Other than that, the combo system feels so fun. Two main attack buttons, right? So light attack, stronger spirit attack. We're using mm-hmm. some spirit energy. Um, 
Then in the very beginning of the game, the tutorial or whatever, they do give you, similar to um, Dragon's Dogma when you had those pawns. Yeah. This has that. Again, I, I'm going to go back and do my homework and play the old games because I don't know if they had those, if you remember. Oh, yeah. That was the basis. Oh, it you was. Get the Iron, okay. the Iron Harriar spirits. Yes. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. So they show you that in the beginning, and it's super fucking fun. You're just basically calling upon them with a special right trigger button, right? And then they can do specials, I think. I think you can do special moves off that. Um, but then you start the game because the demo has a tutorial and then where you're like all powerful and then it goes into the actual game where you just got created and you go down to the world and in that you don't have your spirits anymore. So you don't have those companions. So you're just doing like, you know, your special moves. So those I will be later in the game, but in the demo, they're generally not there. So if you're playing the demo, don't, they're not really there in the demo much. Um, other than that, you have other special moves which are like fireballs and lightning things and anything you can think of healing. And all those just feel right. Like, I, I don't know how to explain this one. This one's kind of in the weeds, but <clears throat> when you do magic, kind of like what we said earlier, actually, the right trigger do fireball bullshit and what's, what's it called? Wylong? Oh, yeah, uh, Wolong. Wolong. Wolong, yeah. Um, it, none of those felt like they had impact. They all felt like I missed with them. Um, in my opinion, these, all these feel perfect. Like, you know, the targeting system really works. So if you do lightning bolts and you're targeted enemy, it's going to hit them. Uh, there's also chain, uh, lightning. So like that'll stun a bunch of enemies. The fireball felt great. Um, all the moves felt really, really fun. Then there's a combo system, of course. So you hit a bunch of people in a row. You'll, you know, get credit for that. And the, like I said, the dodging, the jump attack feels really good. There's combos in the air. Uh, you get the idea. Yes, yes. I love the combat. The other thing I love, uh, again, like, I'm going to get it wrong. Wolong? Wolong. Wolong did, uh, in my in my opinion, poorly, is every, there's a lot of boxes to hit in this game. Uh, some might say too many because you get crystals from them, et cetera. Like uh, you're talking actual crates. Crates yes. and like anything you could destructible environment stuff. All that feels good. It doesn't feel like the other game. And... It for me, I've I found out from this demo that it's really addictive to do. I don't know. Are you a crate smashing guy in games? I fucking hate smashing crates. You I hate to play games where you don't have to do it. Okay, I, and I I have that OCD where it's like you've played games your whole life. You know you have to smash the crates because you need the money or the resources or the, the roast chicken yes. or whatever. Yes, you need it. But fucking a, I hate it, and I I love games that don't make you smash crates because I feel like it's just a waste of time. You should never play this game. Okay, because this is a lot of crates. And weirdly enough, what I learned about myself and our listeners could be either you, it could be a Brad or a Carlos. I was like, this is very relaxing. Like I, mm. I was smashing all those crates. Um, and by the way, all those crystals really go towards something. You know what I mean? Like you upgrade your, your abilities. So there's a small skill tree uh, in this demo because I like this demo so much. If you can't tell, I 100% of the demo. Which I've Did never really? done. I've never done. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I upgraded all of my character in every thing I could do. Which, by the way, for the full game is like ten percent, right, of the game. But I upgraded everything. You upgrade from those crystals. You get from those fucking crates, and you get from monsters. So you could just fight monsters. Um, and yeah, I fought a boss. I fought kind of mini bosses and a big boss. Um, I'm trying to think what else I want to say about it. It's just a lot of exploring, fun, very. Twitch gaming, you know, like it's it's just um, uh, it just feels like 
precision, no drop frames at all. I felt like I was just floating through this game. Were you in performance mode? There was a mode selection, wasn't there? There might have been. I feel been. like there was. I didn't I feel even like look. performance slash. I always pick performance. You okay. have to pick performance. Well, and also this game has a very weird look. I, I, I don't know what I feel about it. I remember seeing this in the trailer. It has a realistic like facial look of the faces and stuff, but then yeah. it's got this weird hard line cutout around everything. So it's making it cartoony with realism. I gotta say, I didn't care for the look, dude. Honestly, I, I felt like it didn't was neither when I saw the trailer. Yeah, I, I mean, I like when you look at the models, you're like, oh, that's a really well detailed character model. Like when you get a good look at them, they, they're well done. Yes, but something about like the lighting or the outline effect of it or something, it looks, it just looks bad. It doesn't look very good. It doesn't need it. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Yeah, it, it doesn't does look great. bother me because again, the gameplay is why I play this game. I'm like literally talking about it, wanting to play it right now. I've yeah, I, I, I've never done this on a game, but I might go back and beat the campaign again. Like it's just wow. that fun to me. So, but your data carries over, right? Does it not? Your do- it does. It does. That's yeah. why I was like super excited. I was like, I want a hundred percent this, so that when I start over or when I start the game, I'm not starting over, and I've hundred percented everything they've given me. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last thing I'll say is that there are different weapons. The only thing I don't like about these types of games, which is where you know, weapon A does this type of damage and weapon B does oh, this yeah. type of damage. Yeah, yeah. So for the my, most part, I upgraded the weapons all fully and one just did better damage. So I didn't have to switch because I hate the switching. Uh, I think there's one enemy where the other sword did better, but I don't want to do that. So hopefully this game doesn't lead into that too much. That's the only, you know, thing I'm worried about. Other than that, um, and I want to kind of really quickly say this, there's these games out there like like this one in Solstice. They're not RPGs really. Like there's no. up, there's upgrading, you know, and there's like a story, but it's really about like clearing levels. Yeah, you know, yeah. This definitely felt. I mean, I played this demo too. I didn't play as much of it. Oh, as you, you did. did. I didn't even know you played some. Yeah, of it. I did. Yeah, and it's it's definitely like an action game. Like it's yeah, you can upgrade stuff, and yeah, there might be story here and there, but it's it's really just an action game. Yeah. Um, not as combo heavy as something as like Devil May Cry, but it definitely like you're in there doing it. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think it felt really good to play. And I, I was familiar with the Valkyrie um, series. And so I kind of knew what was going on. Like, you know, you're a Valkyrie. You've got some spirits. They fight for you. And I feel like that was all pretty well implemented. Um, I didn't care for the graphics. Uh, and I am curious if it might, to me, kind of wear its welcome out. If basically all you're doing is just kind of like um, this kind of combat over and over and over, which is which is fine. But I, I want that in just small doses. I don't think I enjoy it as much as you do. I think you're definitely more of the action yeah. action gamer in that way than I am, which is totally fine. You know, different strokes and all that. Um, I, I would be interested in checking it out, but I did have some of the same reservations. Besides the graphics, I'm not a big fan of Square Enix these days. I feel like their storytelling is just like so nails on chalkboard to me that I was like, I don't know if I want to sit through some of that. And I was also kind of fearful about the whole affinity system where – in the demo, one of your helpers, who is a spirit that you can summon, is an is an ice guy, and one is like a, an electricity person, I think. Mm-hmm. And the game kind of like glosses over it, but like as if they're both summoned, if you try to resummon them, whichever one you resummon changes the elemental affinity of what you're attacking with, and it's like that was maybe like one notch more than I wanted to do. Like I don't really want to get into the whole who's doing what elemental weakness and which one do I have and switch on the fly. I don't. I don't really want to get into it that much. I know some people really like that. I don't care for it that much. Um, and if you can just kind of power through and ignore most of it, that might be okay. Um, By the way, I think you can. And that, and I, I'm allergic to that stuff too. Yeah. So, it just was a, 
a little too granular for me. I don't really want to go that deep into it. But that's so. what I think they did really well is that I think they give you the option because again, I played the demo fully through and even in the side quest there, those kind of things were there where I yeah. could like, you know, this effect will do this and I'll do more damage. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do a dodge and do a combo move and you're dead, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. They, so they let you do that. It's it looks promising to me. I I'm not like gonna go in at full price, but I'll keep an eye on it. And if uh, you play through and you dig it, and if it's not like 100 hours, it seems like something I could probably get into. Hopefully, you have a whole wide range of helpers, and you can kind of switch. And I'm sure you do. I mean, every, yeah, every Valkyrie profile had a bunch of them. So like you know maybe like an archer, you equip a spearman, maybe get a dragon or something. Who knows? That's always kind of fun. So I'm I'm not like I'm not on fire for it, but I definitely will check it out for sure. Man, I'm on fire for it. I'm like thinking about just pre-ordering it to see if they give me like a screenshot or something. <laughs> like, wow, give me more. pre-ordering for a screenshot. Well, you okay. know how they give you extra bundle shit. Sure. Um, I do want to say this real quick before we leave the review. A, obviously, I think it's amazing. And if you like any of the... I'm going to go back and play the old games because I feel like very ill-prepared now to talk about any Valkyrie game. I played them in the past, but I don't remember. Um, I think it's just a fun action-y game that's super fucking fun. Um but before we leave the game, I was looking at the page on Steam, and we've never read the mature content descriptions, and I know I don't normally do that, but um, I just thought it was funny. They said at the very end, one of the mature content things was the word "shit" appears in the game. Oh no! Oh, kids, watch out! Yikes! Holy cow! Maybe we should start reading some of these because you know we're not warning people. I mean, okay, so folks, heads up. They say the word shit in this game, so yep. just be prepared. Just be prepared. <laughs> but I, I love the love the shit of this game. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever 100%ed a demo, and I 100%ed this thing. Interesting, interesting. All right, Carlos is on fire. Yep. Uh, I, I'm not on fire, but I'm, I'm warm to it, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, we'll come back. I'm sure, I am sure we'll be talking about this well, game again. This game comes out super soon, bro. Does it? How soon? Like in the like end of this month. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so like very I'm going to be playing the shit out of this soon. All right. We will definitely revisit then. So that is Valkyrie Elysium. Demos up on PS5. I'm not sure if it's anywhere else, but you can track that down. Check it out. Uh, one more game to the show before we go. And this is one that I am very excited about. Um, this one kind of came out of nowhere for me. And it's interesting because I was in the middle of playing a lot of games like this. And so this one did not stand out to me because I was playing several. And they all basically kind of look alike. They all were kind of like fails for me. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, well, it's one more of these, whatever. And I start playing it and like immediately, like I, I sit straight up in my chair. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this brilliant? Is this really good? Is <laughs> yeah. this not like all the other ones? It, it, I had to, yes. It looks like something, like a card game. And then it goes, oh, but it's this. Yes, yes. I It caught me by surprise because it was in a, it was in a pack of other things that look just like it. But this one is head and uh, shoulders. I was gonna say shoulders. I was gonna say tails. Do like I think a it's head thing. and shoulders above. I know. Tails. Yeah, head yeah. and shoulders, head and tails above. Whatever. It's head and shoulders above the rest. This is the one. If you're gonna play one of these, this is the one to play. What the fuck are we talking about? Let me tell you. We're talking about four tails. F O R E T A L E S. Four tails. Um, this is a two D card game. I don't want to say it's a deck builder because I. So far, I have not done a lot of deck building, but what it is, it's kind of like a tabletop game in electronic format where you start off with a couple of characters. They each have different ability cards, and then the board that you play on is more cards, and each one is like a location card. So, for example, you'll have you start the game with a uh, 
was he? A, he's a shoe bill. Is he a shoe bill? A bird? Yeah, a bird. He, yeah, he's like a shoe bill bird. And then he's with a uh, tiger, lion, tiger, something like that. Um, those are your characters. The the bird can like throw dust. He can pickpocket and he can eavesdrop. And the tiger can use his nose to sniff things. He has a hunting sense and he does like one. of I think he's like sneaky. I think he's like stealthy or something. Those are the cards you start with. You go to like a town and the town is just cards. It's like it's like you're looking at the top of a table, cards on a table. One card is like tavern and one card is like uh, the local jail and one is like the gallows and one is like the market. And the game starts off telling you something like, oh, you guys need to go do a job because you need some money. And it's a little bit abstract and weird at first because it's very unconventional the way it starts. Um, I don't know that I was expecting so much of a tabletop game as it is, um, but I think it's really well done. So what happens is you... you uh, also, uh, before I get ahead of myself, tutorial, excellent tutorial in this game. I mm-hmm. love the tutorial. It's very well done, very step-by-step, very clear. And even after you think you've done the tutorial, it'll pop up with, game, it'll pop up with, with uh, messages that will say, hey, don't forget about this. Or you're just about to get into a fight and they're like, hey, don't forget about this, which is great because I, I guarantee I have forgotten about it, right? Um, so the, I love the tutorial. Very well done. Very excellent step by step. And you need the tutorial because this game is very unconventional. Um, maybe not in the tabletop game space, but in the video game space, I feel like it's very unconventional. So you start you start off the game. You know you have to do this job. But like, what do you even do, right? So you look at your abilities. And let's say, for example, you're the bird and he can pickpocket. And you're like, okay, well, I can pickpocket. But what does that even mean? When you choose that card, it will highlight other cards that it can interact with. So let's say you pickpocket and you go to the market. It'll be like, oh, you get plus two food if you pickpocket at the market. If you take it to the tavern, it'll be, oh, you pickpocket plus two gold at the tavern. Or if you go to the jail, it'll be like, oh, you gain like a key. So like you have different options and the game tells you very clearly ahead of time what is going to happen if you use this card. So you kind of deduce what you need to do with it. Um, the same thing goes for like the tiger, like his his ability to sniff out things it can be it can sniff out a path it can sniff out food it can sniff out an enemy like you can do different things depending on what's on the board so with your narrative goal in mind in this particular case hey go you got to do this job meet this guy do this job you got to figure out where is the guy and then how to do the job i'm not going to get too into deep in the weeds but what i really like about this game is that not only is the narrative really strong i think the the, the bird and the lion or the tiger or whatever it is are pretty well written and it's not drowning in story but there's enough story to keep it moving but like the card system is so interesting because each card feels very flexible. You have a lot of options. Um, and sometimes you have to like use these cards in ways that you might not expect or like, you wouldn't initially expect. Uh, so like sometimes you can recruit a friend from the market or sometimes you need to pickpocket a certain person or sometimes you need to uh, get into a fight or something. And the game tells you over and over and over and over, if you get into a fight, violence is not the only solution. You don't have to like kill everybody. Um, and it, it's hard to understand what that means when you're starting, but like as you get further in the game, you're like, oh, okay, cool. If I eavesdrop a certain place with my eavesdrop card, I'll get a quote-unquote dirty little secret card. And if I have his dirty little secret, I can put that on a guard that might be too hard for me to fight. But if I threaten to expose whatever, he'll like leave. And then you don't have to fight that guy. Or sometimes the guards are corrupt. And so you're like, oh, here's a gold piece. Get the fuck out of here. And they will. Sometimes they're really hungry because they're not being well-treated. Give somebody an apple and he like leaves. Yep. So there's like all these different ways to get around combat or you can just straight up fight them. You can recruit other friends to do fighting with you. Um, if you go to the right place with the right card, you'll get some team extra teammates that give you some bonus attacks. You also have like other attacks you can do where you can like 
throw pepper in people's faces that has multiple effects but in the middle of a fight it'll like lower morale and if morale gets too low they leave so there's all sorts of like it's not just straight up combat if you're really sneaky and you use your cards effectively you can gain a lot of resources before you go into a tough fight you can whittle them down with like secrets with bribes with um, pepper in their face and then like by the time you have the actual combat it's just a fraction of what you would have done if you had just like straight up gone to that so that's all great so far but I really love how clear all the cards are, all the different options. But like, it also is telling a story. Like you, in the very first mission, and this is not a spoiler. I mean, this is why the game is called Four Tales. In the very first mission, you get an item which lets you tell the future. And that leads into how you select all your other missions. It's like, oh, um, we're heading for Apocalypse. What do you have to do to stop the game, or stop that from happening? Hey, your friend got captured. There's like three different ways to capture him. What do you want to do? And you see this map of all these different menu, uh, menu options that you can choose. And you, it's up to you. Um, with the knowledge of what's coming, how much time do you have and what missions do you want to do in what order in order to like make the game happen? Um, it's really kind of tough to encompass like how brilliant all of this stuff is. It sounds very complicated. And, like there's a lot of moving pieces and there are, but it's also really easy to follow. Not that it's necessarily easy because I think you have to kind of wrap your brain around the card system, um, which is very unusual. But like once you understand what the game is asking of you, I feel like it's a real Swiss watch where things come together beautifully Um the mechanics just kind of flow. You get lots of um, choices and sometimes you're fighting, sometimes you're talking, sometimes you're exploring, but it's all cards on a table. And if you're able to play tabletop games, if you get in that mind space of like, what does it feel like to play D and D for real? What is it like to play, um, a, you know, hero or something like, like on a tabletop, if you get in that mindset, that's exactly what this game is. Yep. But in video game form, and I found it just be really just fucking amazing. I really love this game. I'm so glad you said D and D because here's my description for this game: Disney type characters plus D and D plus Inscription. Uh, do you guys remember the game Inscription? I am about to buy mm-hmm. it on PlayStation Five. I haven't played it yet. Oh, but so it doesn't I know work. Everybody for you. talked about it a lot. Yeah, but the idea of that game is there's a card game going on, but there's also another story being told at the same time. And some of the cards talk. I remember, and that's not a spoiler. It's it's you know it's it's about the characters on the cards. So there's a very inscription vibe that I get from this okay, game. Okay. D and D a hundred percent. Like that's yes, what this absolutely. is. It's like you're putting a bunch of stuff down on a table, and you know, like you said, <clears throat> there's different cards, but there's also different locations on the table that you need to think about, right? Like like a certain area might be something you can do right uh like the left there there's a bunch of things on the left side i forgot what they're called but like the next town over you can like yeah see the, next the next location next yeah. stuff yeah i don't know there's just a bunch of things in play on the table that's not just card versus card um and like you said earlier the cards themselves are talking it's like a lot of it's about it's a it's a shopkeeper it's a ball ball you know exactly so it's about exactly. learning that story and to me it just feels like a disney kind of a vibe in a way with the animal characters um I will say this, and I'm sure you probably guessed it, but the very first uh, task you have is you have to give a bunch of apples to this guy. Yeah. And yeah. so you could do it a bunch of different ways. They're trying to show you that it's D&D. You could do lots of different things. Exactly. And what did Carl's do? Uh, dodge roll? No, that's true. <laughs> if, there's, if there's not even an option and I just somehow found out how to dodge roll. No, I immediately killed the shopkeeper. Did you really? hundred percent, bro. Oh my God. One of oh my, my cards God. was like, you know, arrow. And I was like, shoot an arrow at that bitch. Killed him immediately. And I just took all the money. Oh, wow. And the game just kept rolling. Huh? It kept rolling. I loved the game for that. It was like, no, no, I'm going to kill that bitch. Take the money, buy my apples and move on. Oh, that is so funny. I, you know, that's very funny. I'm trying to play this 
I'm definitely trying to role play, and I don't I don't get into a lot of games where I actively try to role play like the way that I'm doing here. But this is like it's like you said, it's like a card based D and D where you really have to engage your imagination in the best possible sense. And so I was trying to role play as like the shoe bell guy, uh, the bird who's kind of like a, a, a cut purse or a, a sneak thief. And I'm like, okay, he he would not he would try to avoid killing people because that raises attention. He would probably not want to do direct combat. And so I'm trying to think of all the ways I can use my cards in a sneaky way. And it works just as well. It's funny that you said you killed that, that shopkeeper because it didn't even really occur to me because I was kind of like role playing my character. But yeah, you can totally kill that guy. It makes sense. Um, and I love just how you can just do these different things. Um, but the game helps you because with the, the outlines of the cards, it very quickly visually tells you what's going to work. And you can see ahead of time what's going to happen. So you can like play, play it through. The game is also not about secrets, right? So you can look at your deck upcoming what cards are coming up next? In what order? What cards can I get out of the graveyard? What cards are, can I get from the rest period when I need to refresh my hand? Mm-hmm. Like the game is like, it's just like, dude, it's like, here's all the shit. We're not trying to trick you. We're not hiding anything. Here's everything that's going to happen. So like, what do you want to do about it? And I love games. It reminds me a little bit of um, Into the Breach. Not that they're in any way similar. Oh, it's come back. Here it is yeah, again. Yeah, except in the sense that with Into the Breach, it's the same thing where they tell you literally everything. There's no secrets. They tell you what the enemies are going to do, in what order, and when. What are you going to do about it? So that same sense is here of like, here's everything that's going to happen. Here, here's the guards over here, and here's the hallway over here, and here's the cards. What do you want to do about it, right? And they, I love that. I love where it's not, it's not about a gotcha. It's not about trying to trick you or, or wear you down. It's like, how clever are you? Yeah. How much brain power do you got? Like, what do you, what strategy do you see here on the table? Um. So I love that. I'm, I'm still learning it. Like, there's all these little tricks, and whenever I find something that works. I'm like, oh, shit, that totally worked. That's amazing. Like, I love that that happened. Um, so the developers really thought it through. I'm, I'm actually in awe of how complicated this must have been to put together and how many different choices are available and in what order and in what permutation they could happen. I mean, that's like crazy programming. And I'm just I'm really, really impressed with how well they've done it. Um, I love the graphics. I will say I'm not a furry. I, know. I don't really enjoy animal, furry games. Animal, anamorphic never does it for me. But It doesn't do it for me either, but I will say I don't mind it this time. I, I do feel like they're closer to Disney than they are to yes. furry fetish, which works for me. Um, and honestly, I kind of forgot that they're even animals. I feel like the storytelling is really good. Well, and the gameplay is just so fun. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah it's so fun. So um, I, the furry part doesn't bother me at all. The graphics are great. I feel like the controls are great. Everything is great. Um, I'm playing it on the Switch, so just a couple couple heads up uh, i'm playing it on the switch i'm playing it in dock mode i think it's wonderful in dock mode i will say the text is a little bit too small in handheld mode um so i feel like i can still play it but i would prefer to have a text upsize or to have the icons be a little bit bigger um so just heads up on that if you're going to play it just be aware maybe get your magnifying glasses out or something or, it's not terrible yeah just play it on pc i don't know i think yeah. this game is great for pc or on your yeah TV. this is yeah this is a very pc game i could totally imagine mouse and keyboard or just even mouse being like the way to play this optimally right because I will you're say picking also, up cards yeah, and stuff like exactly. that we didn't talk about that yeah you're like floating the card over to see what it does exactly and so with a mouse it feels really good yeah i mean i'm using the stick on the switch and that's totally fine too but obviously it's meant to be like a mouse game so no problem um that's not that's not my complaint at all uh just the text but the other problem i will say just and oh it pains me to even say i hate to even say this uh, but i did hit a couple bugs which make me very sad um i was pretty far into a mission I was just about to go into a big battle and I went to go look at what cards I had available in my hand uh, because uh, whatever, it's, it's an option you can do. I'm not going to talk about it now, but there's, there's options. I'm like, okay, I'm going to see what's in my hand. And it froze. It just totally like straight up froze. I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't back out of it. I couldn't, couldn't do anything except for restart, which was a bummer because I was doing really well and I was feeling like I had a pretty good chance against the boss. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. 
Um, it's only happened like once, but it was kind of a gut punch. So I'm hoping it doesn't happen again. Um, I emailed PR to let them know, hey, I hit this bug. So maybe heads up. Is there a patch or what? But but don't let that dissuade you. I'm, I'm hoping that was just like a one-off incident. I haven't had any other problems. Um, I'm, I'm in love with this game. I think Four Tales is fucking amazing. It's way better than I ever thought it would be. I feel like it's really, really notable, really outstanding. And it sucks that it comes at the end because I literally have played a bunch of furry themed deck building turn-based games recently like at least four or five of them Jeez. and i'm sick of the genre and i almost didn't play this one because of that but this one is absolutely head and shoulders above all the rest this is a pretty outstanding game i think this game is fucking awesome i think what you said is true though it's like genius level programming it is dude because it really the ability is, yeah. to take those cards and do so many different types of things with them it's just and then all the possibilities and it's tied to a campaign and a story Oh, the storytelling is good. It's really too. good. Yeah. I think the my only con is that I would I would like different this game, same developers, different genre, like uh, you know, different characters. Because the animal thing it doesn't can't, do it for you. It doesn't do it for me. It doesn't bother me, like you said, but it also doesn't like get me excited about that story. Yeah. You know? yeah. The only reason I stopped, by the way, the other night was playing it for a while. The only reason I stopped was I just didn't care enough about what was gonna happen next. Mm, like okay. and not and then in the in the moment to moment I did like the shopkeeper will I do this and how will I do it it's like a puzzle you know yeah it is yeah but it wasn't yeah. like uh, I really hope that person meets that person or whatever right so right, that part right, didn't right. get me I also will say that morale thing is pretty huge like I was fighting these monsters and I just made one monster go to sleep or something and the other monster was like fuck that I'm out of here because yeah. he knew he couldn't yeah. win and I was like more games should have that you know yeah. like yeah I think some RPGs do it turn based ones right. Where they, they run away if you're overpowered. But that made sense because it was like, well, my I have no chance of winning this fight. So he left. Uh, which, again, yeah. kind of sounded like storytelling, not gameplay. You know what I mean? It, it is. It, I, you're totally right, dude. It's interesting because if you try to just straight up fight every fight, you're not going to get very far, man. Because your guy's just mm -hmm. like a pickpocket. He's not really a warrior. Even if you have your tiger buddy with you, there's only so much you can do. And like you're usually really outnumbered. Like A lot of like guards in the city or prison guards or warriors or something the game like kind of beats you over the head with like they're like hey you don't need to just straight up fight every fucking time like which is which is hard for gamers to get their heads around right we are trained from birth as gamers to kill everything that we see yes. that's our main interaction with games right so to break out of that that gut reaction of i want to kill everything it takes some doing they've got a little bit of work ahead of them and it to be to be fair it took me a while too i think i just tried to straight up fight the first couple times i didn't understand what my options were but then once I did, I'm like, okay, so this game is really about, in one sense, gathering enough allies or gathering enough resources so that when you get to a fight, you don't have to just straight up, like, you know, trade blows. Like you can, like you said, reduce their morale, uh, blind a guy, um, you know, backstab a guy, get him out of here. Like, like do whatever you can do to, like, even the odds in your favor. And that is the puzzle element of that, not just straight up, what are my stats, what are your stats, and we're going to duke it out. Well, right? and, so they really want to get you out of that. And yeah. mixing other you know, that aisle thing. Remember, like, there's aisles. So yes, like, there you can is, be yes. on the left side or the right side. So there's some planning there too. Uh, exactly. Not just basically like they're stronger. It's like, yeah, it's like about how to do it. Well, I, again, I like it a lot. Um, I'll keep playing it. And I would say for you and our listeners at home, if you've been uh, enjoying this review, definitely go check out Inscription. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up. It shit. came to PlayStation, and I'm like, okay, I would probably I would ra way rather play it on PlayStation than PC. Bruh. Um, so I'm gonna check out Inscription for sure, and. If this if inscription is at all like Four Tales, I love Four Tales. Four Tales is amazing, so I definitely recommend that. I'm going to check that out as well. Yeah, so maybe check we'll talk it about out. In the future. Check it out. 
All right, we are. Man, I I feel like we should probably wrap the show. What do you think? We are. I think we're a long one today. Almost a couple hours, maybe. So a little bit of a long one. I had some stuff, but I'm gonna save it oh, for next episode. I do have one before you go. That's important. Okay. One, okay. Very Let me do the shoutouts first, and we'll do quick before okay. you go. Um. So quick shoutouts. Thank you to Hopple Game. Thank you to the Monster Deer Monster uh, podcast, and also thank you to Kurt Sasso from the Two Geeks Talking podcast. Thanks, Kurt, for retweeting our show. Thank you so much, you guys. That's really awesome and really appreciated. Um, every every little bit helps, you know, trying to grow the audience and get more ears to our voices. So thank you very much for taking that time to retweet our show. Shout out to all of you. Um, one last thing before we go, I had a couple things, but we're kind of over time. I'm going to save it for next time. What is the what is the one last thing before you go? You got, bro. Edge Runners is fucking great. Ah shit! All right, I. <laughs> I mean, it is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? 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 What's the oh no, shit no. for? I mean, what do you think? What do you think I'm gonna say? Oh, I don't know what you're going to say. I'm I watched a couple episodes of it after you talked about it. Oh, it means you didn't like it? I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but I want you to say your good stuff first. Okay, because I don't even understand what a world is. What world <laughs> exists where anybody didn't think this was great? Okay, so I watch some anime, but I don't watch a ton. So this isn't because I like anime, okay? Right, right, right. It, now, I have played 170 hours of Cyberpunk, right? I love that game. We know, you know, Fact. That is fact. Facts. Um, so this is beautifully, I don't think any other game is, or, or show, uh, or anime has done this where a piece of media like mimic the actual game so well, but like shot for shot locations in the game are in this anime. I mean, shot for shot, literally. So when you play the game as long as I have and had experiences, you see that back in the world of, you know, an anime, it's pretty special. Uh, so that aside, in case you don't have that connection to it. It starts off where I, I didn't think it would start off because in the game you play as like this dude, you know, cyberpunk, of course, who's like, you know, badass, going to go vigilante, do kill anything it sees, blah, blah, blah. But this one, you're a kid who has a mom and you're struggling and it gets real, real pretty quickly. And it's depressing. And it's kind of a sad It's really story. depressing, yeah. And it only gets more depressing without spoiling it. But then that character, the main character, David, turns into kind of a cyberpunk and is a person who more you can more relate to is when you played the video game you know someone who's doing missions and stuff like that but it's all told from this different perspective of this kid who's been you know had loss in his life and had all these troubles and is trying to like figure out his place in the world so and then there's like love and stuff and normally i think we've talked about it before i'm not signing up for like all the stuff we've already done in the past in our life, you know, in the real world. The, the teen approach to new love. Yes, yeah. but this one works. It somehow works because it's so outlandish, too, and it's in the world of cyberpunk. And um, and the music, the use of music, I think, is really good because, like, they actually bring in real songs, right, where a lot of uh, things just are sound effects. So I don't know. I like the crew that he rolls with. I like seeing the elements of the game that I, am you know, love because it's – if you like cyberpunk, it's like a love letter to you. Um, and I think I haven't finished it because I don't want to, as, but I hear the ending's really good and I I just love it. So I don't know how you can't, but. I mean, I don't, I don't not like it, but uh, so, so my background, I haven't played cyberpunk yet. I, I Which will is biz honkers. When it comes, when it comes out with the game of the year version or when it's, when it's done. I'll, no, I'll it's, wait, 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 uh, asterisk. It's done. I don't believe it's, that it's done. It's I don't, fucking done. I don't. Wait, there's going to be DLC. Do we have to have a tangent? Because no, we're not doing. Okay, no, we're not it's doing a Brad Galloway. The end of this podcast. Cyberpunk 2077 is fucking done. 
Okay. I mean, I believe that you believe that. No, 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 no. There's no no beliefs. Anybody who's but listening, there hasn't please. been any DLC. There's been no like big add-on. There's been. There's only going to be one thing, and you don't even need it. I don't know. I will see. Oh my we'll goodness. See. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So I'm, I haven't gotten to Cyberpunk yet for whatever reason. Um. So I don't have that connection to the the anime in that way. I don't know the references. Mm-hmm. I don't know all that. But I am very familiar with the Cyberpunk genre. I mean, I've read tons of books and I've seen, you know, whatever movies and we played a million cyberpunk ish games. Um, so I, I feel like it was um, it was fine. I'm not the biggest anime fan, so I'm not like automatically in just because uh, of the anime angle. Although I did notice there were quite a few notable names attached to it. Uh, Akira Yamaoka doing some of the music was like, whoa, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a very recognizable name. Um, a couple other big name folks attached. But I mean, it was fine. I think I think for me, the music was good, it was very good, notable. Um Definitely. And I'm not somebody who really notices music, but the music was great. Uh, I think it was just kind of like a very typical cyberpunk story for me. Like it, it, it mirrors a lot of like in the genre, um, a lot of like the heavy um, verb usage and the, the noun usage and a lot of the themes were pretty, you know, I mean, it, it just is cyberpunk. Like I felt like it checked all the boxes and that was great. Um, and so if you like that stuff and I do, it just was very as expected. Like it was, it, it kind of didn't, subvert anything for me and it wasn't um you know and without me having the game to like want to attach anything to it was just like okay cool it's like another cyberpunk anime it's fine um it's okay like it was fine like it didn't really grab me and i will say also it was also really depressing too because they they especially in the first couple episodes they talk a lot about every single thing is monetized in this world like you know the healthcare, your uh your washing machine your bus like you know i mean every single thing is monetized and i'm like oh man this is this is hitting too real for me. Like it's just making me depressed because yeah. I feel like we are rocketing towards that. Every single thing is monetized future, mm-hmm. which is just so nightmarish to me. Um, let, so that was kind of a bummer. To, and I wanted to get away from that to the point. And again, that's what we always say on the show. If you're not in the headspace for it, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you weren't, but also to that point in the video game, which is a minor, minor spoiler for whenever you do play it, the very beginning of the game, your first mission is you're trying to, um, see this woman uh, who's kind of unconscious or whatever. She might be di- dying. She needs help. And they have to check her health care, right? Oh, I'm sure. It literally yeah, starts sure. with telling you that this world is, you know, class-based to the nth degree. So yeah, that's exactly. why this also anime hits home, not only because what you're seeing it as, but, like, we've been experiencing it us as played it in the game. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I, I totally get that for sure. I mean, I haven't played the game, but there were certain things where I'm like, okay, well, that must be a nod of the game, or this must be a nod of the game, or whatever. So it was fun. I didn't dislike it. It was just like, you know, it just was like pretty boilerplate um, cyberpunk to me. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm okay. I mean, it was all right, but I, I probably would get a lot more out of it if I had played it. Yeah, I think my rose tinted glasses are uh, because I played the game, but it's beautiful. I think it's done really well, like you know, created well. Uh, oh yeah, like, like the art style really stuff. Good of it and stuff, and yeah, they do sure. some like really gruesome stuff later, and they do like nudity, but it all feels like I don't, I can't believe I'm gonna say classy, but it feels like <laughs> not gratuitous, you know, like someone's having sex for a minute, but then they, they showed a little bit, um, you know, there's naked bodies, but it's not that big of a deal. There's kind of a um, you know different kind of I think a non-binary character and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think all of it's done very well, um, and I can't spoil it. I don't, I don't know if you'll actually finish it, but yeah, the first couple episodes are dark, but like it gets so interesting. Like the thing about love, I don't know why, but I was like in. I was like, am I getting the feels? 
from an anime this was in oh he's catching feelings for I the gotta anime catch Watch out. Feels for anime and oh, uh yeah anyways i'm really excited i'm excited for the ending um and i think that anybody who played the game should check it out but if you haven't also check it out so there you go all right uh and that is going to do it for us as a show this week folks uh as always Please send us your questions and comments. Hit us up at SoVideoGamesPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at SoVideoGames. Hit us up individually. Uh, Carlos, where are we sending your traffic this week? Go to TikTok, baby. Carlos Rodella. That's it. All right. As for me, same as always, Twitter and Instagram. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode 302. Thank you once again for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast. And we will see you next week. But in the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And Bump Jump from Carlos. I'm going to go play Bump Jump. Jeez, I'm playing Nump Jump instead. The, hump, the humping, the jumping brownie. The, jump, <laughs> the jumping brownie is the, the next the, one. The racing ice cream. <laughs> <laughs>